0: Take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I showed you how deep the rather wonderful pillars.
1: You are now plugged in. Welcome to the Virtual Matrix. Your source for ECW coverage, movie reviews, and the latest in video gaming. Here is your host. I want like you to do me a favor. I want like you to tell all your friends about me. What are you, JJ Sexer?
2: guys welcome to my world it is jj Sexay right here on unplugged bringing you actual uh a little belated show want to thank the carnage crew for uh for a wonderful interview they had with ted dibiase senior quite frankly and i have no problem coming behind that and uh actually that interview kind of reminded me of the interview that i had with ted dibiase back in 2004 uh when i was a main part of uh wrestle talk radio uh ted's a good guy and it was good to hear from him again and uh You know, I'm actually very proud that Ted DiBiase is finally going to make it into the Hall of Fame this Sunday for WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to seeing that on Saturday, of course, and I'm sure he'll be at Mania on Sunday, uh, as they always like to bring out the guys that were inducted at WrestleMania. Uh, I watched NXT tonight, and momentarily I'll be bringing David Stevens on, but maybe it's just me, and I know I'll, I'll talk about this with him at length. It just seems to me like this show tonight was used as a promo vehicle for WrestleMania. And I just don't even know at this point. I know we have eight NXT rookies. We had two matches, and we had about 40 minutes of promo time to get you ready for WrestleMania. What were they thinking? I, I have no clue. But, you know, I guess you're going to go ahead and put over the biggest show of the year. With that said, let me get this intro oh. screwed up. Gentlemen, at this time, welcome my co-host for the evening to talk a little NXT, ladies and gentlemen, David Stevens. What's going on, David?
3: Man, hey, JJ, how are you, bud?
2: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I, like I said, man, I watched NXT, and I was thinking to myself, are we going to see matches tonight or what?
3: I'll tell you what, it was bizarre. From the second it kicked off with the four-rookie tag match... And I heard later, okay, we're going to have another four workouts. Like the entire middle section of this is going to be WrestleMania promo. And I got to tell you, I took the time to get caught up. Because I recap Raw, I don't get to watch Impact live. So I actually took the time to finish watching my way through Impact. So I, I didn't notice it as much simply because I had it muted until the matches came on. It was... It was, it, was, it was kind of a tease because every so often they would cut to a shot of Cole and Matthews and they'd be like, oh, oh something's going to happen. Oh, no, it's not.
2: Yeah, I, it's funny. I missed the first couple of minutes. Uh, I know they had the, uh, the big tag match starting off the show. And then after that match, it was really nothing but a promo till near the end of the show.
3: I have been complaining for weeks and weeks and weeks that there is always a 10-minute section from about 10.33 to 10.43 in which there is nothing but promos. And after tonight, I'm really not sure if I'm ever allowed to comment on that again.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I guess the good thing is next week we probably will not have this problem. I mean, now that WrestleMania is going to be gone after this week, we probably won't have nothing but promos, you know, obviously detailing the next big pay per view, but I, I just I, I don't understand the concept of you have these guys you're supposed to be pushing, and, and of course it is the Brian Danielson hour. Except tonight it was the WrestleMania promo hour.
3: It was it was kind of bizarre. At least to their credit, they are booking next week and promoting next week's NXT as the best NS- NXT in you know, in history, and the biggest one they've had, and we'll talk about that in a bit with the voting, but as far as tonight goes, it was, it was a throwaway show, and I think they knew it was a throwaway show. Not that he should have been, but I think when I, when I say that they knew, I think they knew that that's what they were going to do with it.
2: Yeah, it did feel like a throwaway show. Um, and, of course, we did see two matches tonight. We saw two tag matches, you know, yep. featuring four of the eight NXT rookies.
3: The first of that was Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel versus Skip Sheffield and Wade Barrett. What did you think about that one?
2: I thought it was interesting. You had the, the, the two big heel guys against the the two smaller face guys. Um, <laughs> you know, the ending was was pretty self-explanatory.
3: I'll tell you what, though. This is the first week where I'm convinced that Heath Slater's not getting voted off next week. I, I think he has a couple more weeks in the oven. Every week on Raw, they usually pick one guy to center NXT around in the promos. Um, It's been Dan O'Brien, it's been David Otunga, it's been a couple of the other ones. Last night on Raw, they made it the focus. The promo for NXT showed Heath Slater. Keeping that in mind, when I watched the match, I actually thought... Because we've been talking a lot about Justin Gabriel, how impressive he is, how some of his moves are just explosive. We have, he's a very unique style. He's from South Africa. At least in my mind, in the match tonight, Heath Slater came out as the standout guy on that particular team. And I thought the same of Skip Sheffield on his, and that's the opposite from what we've been saying in the past.
2: Yeah, I thought Skip Sheffield did a good job, and you're right. I mean, Heath Slater did stand out. A lot tonight. I was very impressed. This is the first time he's actually impressed me uh, since this show has started. So I, I kind of agree with what you're saying there.
3: And let's point out the fact that maybe maybe Skip Sheffield heard you and I talking last week of how, of how absurd his pants were. Because this week it said, next biggest thing. Which I actually thought was kind of hilarious. Especially with the whole Texas motif.
2: Well, I, I'd be lying if I said they didn't listen to, uh, to SundayNightShowdown.com because they do. And, of course, they get a lot of their booking and stuff from us, I think. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. You know, it's all over the Internet. Come on.
3: Just like your, just like how you correctly booked Drew McIntyre is going to be having an intercontinental title match this week at WrestleMania. Oh, wait a minute.
2: Hey, those are rumors <laughs> going around. I didn't say that was going to happen for sure. Don't put words in my mouth, Stevens.
3: <laughs> I, I'm saying if you go back and listen to the audio, you were pretty confident at the end of last week's show that something was going to happen there, and that we were going to be down to eight people, and instead we've been bumped up to ten. So all I'm I'm saying is I, in this situation which I rarely get to say over you, I was actually correct for once, and I'm I'm going to milk it for what it's worth.
2: Yeah, well, I tell you what, you milk it all you want. (laughs) Because in the end, it's the WWE wrestling fans and the IWC that's going to be bitching and complaining when they see a ten-man clusterfuck at Mania on Sunday.
3: Who's going to complain? I love that stuff. The the casual fan that's turning in, it is such a good way to kick off the pay-per-view. That's what they've been doing. It gets the crowd riled up. I, I have no problem. I don't view it the way that you do, and I know other people do. I don't view it as a big cluster. I view it as a fun way to get the crowd pumped and entertain them.
2: Okay, I agree with having it as the first match. I just don't agree with having ten people in the fucking match. I don't even like eight in the match, to be quite honest. Six is enough. I mean, six is plenty.
3: I think they didn't have enough time on the card, at least from their opinion, to put another singles match on. And Kofi Kingston, they needed to get into the card somehow, and some of the other guys. Having the Money in the Bank match, what it does from a business standpoint, from the guys in the back, that's ten people who wouldn't be getting a bonus check for WrestleMania that now do. So... I don't know, it's hard for me to argue against it because I do think that a lot of those people in the match have worked their butt off and wouldn't have the opportunity to get a bonus if they didn't have it this way.
2: Well, and I agree with you. I mean, it's great for the guys that are going to make a paycheck out of it, but I don't know, man. Just ten guys in this one match, I just... Ah, it's got disaster written all over it. Because, I mean, seriously, I, I mean, okay, we all know professional wrestling is scripted. We all know it's, you know... Choreographed. We all know what's going to happen. It's I'm obviously sorry, not a real sport. I- I'm sorry if you don't know that. I'm I'm crushing your dreams. But well,
3: I, I, oh crap! I know.
2: I I'm just a mean asshole that's just crushing your dreams tonight, David. But see, here's the thing. My problem with you're going to tell me
3: that The Rock isn't really the Tooth Fairy either.
2: No, The Rock is actually the Tooth Fairy. Oh, okay,
3: good. Okay, yeah, good. I just
2: no, no. I I can't take all your expectations. But ten work. guys in this one match is just, it's too much, man. I mean, how can you legitimately say uh, out of ten guys, one guy is going to manage to climb that ladder? With ten guys in this match, that's just not possible unless you kill nine other guys.
3: I mean, just wait. Eight of them will be on the outside. Somebody will do a nice planchet over. And uh, out of the blue, somebody will run up it. It's It could happen. I actually thought if you look at Destination X this week, except for a couple really awkward moments with Christopher Daniels, I thought that ladder match was pretty well done, especially the first seventy-five percent of it, because it wasn't the typical "we're going to walk up the mat." Uh, excuse me, walk up the ladder really slowly. They were they were running up it.
2: But David, the difference is there wasn't ten X Division guys in that fucking <laughs> ladder match.
3: Yeah, I'm going to give you that, and I will. I'm not saying that ten guys is the best thing in the world because. I've certainly seen matches in the past, like, you know, the Terra Dome in TNA, which, I the mean, guys, can be bad. But, I don't know, I, I think something good's going to come out of this ladder match. I really, really do.
2: I still think Drew McIntyre is going to steal it.
3: Uh, it uh, I don't know, it's tough. Um, well, no, I was no trying to think it about
2: out. it from a st- from a storyline standpoint. He He tried to qualify three times for Money in the Bank. And then he qualified over some no-name MMA jobber that Vince McMahon wiped out his, his, you know, defeat, his win-loss record.
3: Yeah, but then The Undertaker beats him the next week. It's and The then Undertaker, I'm though,
2: <laughs> dude. It's The Undertaker. I mean, if it was Why like... expunge it? If it was Dolph Ziggler or, say, Matt Hardy, sure. But it was The it Undertaker. It was Matt Hardy! Originally, yes. But that was expunged.
3: Oh, right, that was expunged. So uh. that doesn't
2: count. It never happened. You know, it's like that match with Jericho and uh, and Triple H, where Jericho beat him. It never happened. Never happened. Never happened. But the point here is, I really think that in this match, you're going to see a lot of crazy fucking spots. They don't have a lot of guys that are like uh, <laughs> like a Matt Hardy or a Fit Finley. Or, you know, they're all spot monkeys for the most part. I mean, Kofi's the biggest spot monkey of them all. You got Kofi and Bourne. You know, I, I mean, come on, it's it's too much, but I'm gonna give it a know. chance. I'm not gonna sit here and and say that it'll be the worst match ever. I just don't have high expectations for a ten man money in the bank match. I just good. don't
3: good. I like that you don't have high expectations because then how can you help but enjoy the match? I look at it from the pure entertainment standpoint of I don't possibly see how I can turn that on and not be entertained watching the crazy stuff that these 10 guys are going to do.
2: And that's a good point, but when I look at the whole card right now for WrestleMania, I'm just not overly excited. This is one of to me one of the most lackluster WrestleManias in the history. I mean, there's some there's some matches that yeah, I think are going to be great. I wasn't really keen on having a Undertaker Shawn Michaels return match. And I love when The Undertaker cuts his promos and talks about how 17 men have been put to rest. Well, technically, their taker, it's only been like 15. Because I think you beat Kane twice, and you're about to beat Shawn Michaels twice.
3: Maybe. What do you mean maybe? Maybe. maybe. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not to the point of being comfortable of putting it into my predictions simply because I'm at the, I'm at the top of, of the heat right now in my pool. But I got to tell you, Part of me, I don't think The Undertaker is going to necessarily lose the match, but I don't think he's going to win it. I really think they're going to go with a double pinfall, a double submission, something along those lines, and have a rubber match next year. Because it won't technically end the streak, and I don't know, I'm just telling you, everybody knows he's going to win. Why not mix it up? I mean, it would be the ultimate, ultimate way of just throwing the fans through the loop. I'm not counting anything out in this business.
2: So you're saying that you hold on, I want to make sure that I'm understanding you correctly. You're saying that you think this is going to be a draw, there's not going to be a a winner in this and that next year at WrestleMania they'll have number 3?
3: Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a oh, definite oh, possibility. Oh god, no.
2: Oh, please god, no. It's a god, definite no.
3: possibility. I'm not saying that necessarily that's what I want. But at least it would be different. What's the point in having The Undertaker win again when everybody knows it's going to happen? Put tradition aside. Put all that aside. Fine. That's fantastic. And like you, that's what I want to happen. But I'm just trying to think from a creative standpoint in Vince's mind and and Sean and them, what are they going to do to make this the match that has never happened with The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Why? Maybe this is the year where they do something crazy with it.
2: See, I hate to crush your dreams and expectations, but... Shawn Michaels is actually going to retire. He's done. I after understand meeting. that. So this it's not going to be a new contest. It's going to be Undertaker retaining his streak as it should be. Taker needs to retire as well. I'd love for both of them to retire after this year. I mean, I love the Undertaker. Don't get me wrong. And it's gonna. I'm gonna hate to see Shawn Michaels leave because he's still bar none my favorite professional wrestler. Uh, despite the fact that you know Bret Hart on that documentary last night said that Sean's always had a problem. Uh, with the, uh, you know, with the male fans that he never really had any uh, legitimate male fans because, you know, what real man would be a uh, a fan of, uh, you know, sexy boy stripper running around doing his stuff? And, and you know what, I kind of took offense to that, but, you know, it's Bret Hart, so who really gives a fuck? Uh, I really think he's talking out of his ass anyway. But the bottom line is this, okay? I'm going to miss Shawn Michaels when he retires but there's no way this is going to be a no contest. No fucking way. They're both taking
3: breaks. They're both taking breaks after this mania. They did last year, Why not have them both disappear for six months, and they show back up again, come Royal Rumble-ish, and start... I think what you're saying is 100% correct. I agree with you, but I'm just trying to think outside the box a little bit here, and if Creative wants to do something, I think this is the year to do it. Because they're going to make money next year if this happens again, especially if it's a double pinfall or a double submission. And to my surprise, I actually got a couple of emails back this week because I put that in my raw recap, and I thought I was going to get trashed for it. But I actually did get back a couple of responses of people saying, I I actually kind of think you might have something there. I I don't think it's going to happen, but gosh, it would be exciting, and I'd be all for it.
2: Uh, You know what? I'm glad you're all for it. It's it's not going to happen. There's no way in hell if the WWE thinks that they're going to fucking have a a good response from people if there's a draw and they got to drag it out for another year. And another thing, Trey's brought this up several times. So Sean has never beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Who the fuck cares? He beat him at every other event under the sun in the WWE. I mean, he makes it sound like he's never beaten The Undertaker before. And that's what kills me about this whole fucking feud.
3: No, I'm with you. Like I'm 100 uh, percent with you there. I just, I, you know what?
2: And I, I honestly hope this is the main event.
3: Yeah, I, I think it will be. I'd be I, shocked if it wasn't.
2: Well, I mean, they don't necessarily learn from their mistakes. We've seen it before. I mean, Rock and Hogan should have been the main event of WrestleMania 18.
3: True. You know, I gotta say, I'm a bit surprised though that you said uh, that you think this is one of the weaker cards because I've been looking at, and I gotta tell you, I've been more excited about this Mania than I have. For any of the past couple, I think it's one of the stronger cards that they've put out. It's okay, guys, by the way, in the chat that we're taking time away from NXT because nothing happened on the show tonight.
2: Yeah, it was all a promo for WrestleMania, and we're kind of talking about that. So we're actually covering what they had on the show tonight, technically. That's
3: 100% true. So, uh,
2: you talk about the card. I mean, honestly, I think that Batista and Cena might be decent.
3: I think it would be really good.
2: You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can uh, they can dish out. They've had some pretty good matches in the past. I think they're going to click pretty well together.
3: I think their promo Monday was just spot on. Oh, the
2: promo was wonderful. I'm I'm actually looking forward to Brett and Vince more than anything just because I want to see what Brett can do. And and I have to say that he looks better than he has in a long time. He's gotten in better shape over the last month or so uh he's tanned like he's he's dropped quite a bit of weight and he's looking he's looking like he's in some pretty damn good shape and i'm sure he'll carry vince to a to a decent match uh with it being a no holds barred i mean i i expected a street fight so it should be interesting to see how that really plays out uh edge and jericho on paper looks great on pay-per-view i don't know uh i don't even I, i'm not really digging edge's new face persona uh
3: it's a tough match to call simply because it's another situation where I think if you pull 100 people, well, let me backtrack, 100 internet wrestling fans on who you think is winning this match, I think 99, if not 100, would say Edge. So, especially if it's the last title match, and sometimes they do this, I feel as though if that match is after Cena, then you have Batista win, you have Edge. Um, it, they might do it the other way and have Cena and Jericho win, but I still doubt it. I, I think Edge is winning this, and that takes... Some of the luster away for me because how do you expect anything else?
2: Well, you know, Josh Pedra says it best in the chat room: "Spear, spear, spear, spear." You know that's that's that? his biggest crutch since he's Goldberg's come back. Goldberg's
3: just sitting there going,
2: "Wait a minute, what?" Well, Goldberg has said all he wants, but I think uh, you know Edge and him had the spear about the round the same time, if I'm not mistaken. But here's the thing, right? Goldberg's sitting at home thinking, "Man, they're building this match off a of spear. Wow." That's awesome. And, you know, they're still trying to get in contact with him about next year for the Hall of Fame because they want to do a WCW induction.
3: It'd be a cool idea. And I'll tell you, Goldberg has been fantastic thus far on uh, this year's season of Celebrity Apprentice, which he and Maria are on. If any of you have not caught it and you're kind of Apprentice fans, I would suggest it. It's, uh, It's actually been really good thus far.
2: Uh, you know what? I have not actually caught uh, any of that this time yeah, this out. week
3: was cool. She had... Um, I'm not going to get into it, but we actually saw there was a guest appearance by Mark Henry. He came in uh, to help Maria out with one of the tasks. And what's very interesting is this was all taped while Maria was still with the WWE. So when she's actually in the show, she'll introduce herself as a WWE diva. But in the promos and everything they say for the show... They list her, obviously, as a, a former WWE diva, which is which is interesting.
2: That is interesting, actually. Um, <laughs> you think she's going to do well in this? Yeah,
3: but do I think she's going to do well in The Apprentice? Uh, mm, I mean, judging from the past and who, who he's picked in The Celebrity Apprentice, I don't expect her to last past the final five. But, uh, yeah, it could be good. It could be really good. It's it's definitely fun. It's a fun show to watch. And Maria is just... It's so weird to see her in a situation of being intelligent. And I think that's one of the things that, not to just completely go far and away from NXT as possible, but I think that's one of the things that hurt her in the WWE is when they went away from her stupid, ditzy gimmick. Because I always thought she was amazing at that. And once... The more she talked, the less the fans liked her. Which might say something about men and women in general, but... It's true. Well, that
2: is a good point. Uh, But I like the intelligent Maria. I think it works better for her. And, uh, you know, kudos to her for for getting out when she did. I know that, you know, they granted that release, but she wanted to do other things. So, you know, more power to her.
3: It certainly wasn't a bad release.
2: But we did get really far away from NXT. uh, (laughs) So, like I said, as far as WrestleMania, I don't know. Saturday for me is going to be an interesting show because I've got to predict... Uh, What I think is going to happen, and I'm not, unless something happens on SmackDown that completely blows me away, I'm just kind of skeptical on this one. I mean, it's WrestleMania week, I should be excited, and I'm just kind of, eh, eh. Okay, WrestleMania's this weekend. That's awesome. I'm pumped.
3: I'll tell you what, JJ, when you're making your predictions, I just want you for maybe a couple seconds to consider that maybe, maybe the Undertaker show match is not as cut and dry as we all think.
2: I hope you're right. I really do. I want you to know that. I hope that you're right, but I'm not 100% convinced on that. Before we go any further, David, I actually have somebody on the line I want to bring on really quick. Uh, welcome to Unplugged. Who is this?
4: Unplugged? Oh, this is Rick. I'm sorry I've been hogging up all your time tonight. Hey, that's okay, man.
2: You made it worth the while. You had a great interview with Ted DiBiase, so uh, kudos to you for that.
4: I, I just don't know what the thing is with our show. We always say we're going to do it an hour and a half, and ends up being like four hours. So, anyway, I heard you guys were talking about Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. I know you probably passed that because the stream kind of lags a little bit, but that's what happens when you put so many people on it. Um, I just wanted to say it's it's much easier to undo a fake retirement than it would be to reinstate the streak. Exactly. So, that, that's my point. I'd like to say, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I haven't been able to say that in four hours.
2: <laughs> How dare you swear on my show? Where's my dump button?
4: Dump. We have uh, a boo button on ours. So, are, what match are you guys on now?
2: Uh, we were just kind of randomly going through the whole card and uh, you know discussing because really it, we're supposed to be recapping next, but you know all we saw tonight was a promo really. So I just figured we would just talk about WrestleMania.
3: I like the colors though got great colors on NXT that literally I'm going through my notes tonight on what I wrote down to talk about on unplugged and re- one of my only notes is I really like the NXT colors so if that doesn't wrap up you know what happened on the show tonight I don't know what does
4: hmm wow so are they voting people off yet next week oh
2: yeah oh. next and, week the uh, the votes officially begin so
4: you And know. they announced the four criteria
3: for uh, that they're gonna be voting people off on and it's win-loss record, strength of opponents, work ethic, and the it
4: factor. Who, who, who does this voting? Is it the fans or is it like... The NXT pros. Of course they do. <laughs> but, but they can't vote for
3: their own.
2: Exactly. They can't vote for their own. So that's going to be interesting.
3: So and I actually... Oops, sorry. I just got a message, actually, from one of my contacts who said that Wade Barrett broke his nose during the tapings for NXT this week.
4: What a shame. Which one is that? Does he actually go by Wade Derrick? <laughs> Which one is that?
2: <laughs> he's the one that Jericho is mentoring, actually.
4: The one with Jericho? Well, yeah. he, he's decent. I mean, I, I, I think Ortega is probably one of the best outside of Danielson, but I don't know. They're going to have to find a way to get rid of Danielson, or are they going to let him win it, or what, you know?
2: Well, right now he's the underdog. He's lost every match he's been in. and uh, oh,
5: 0-5. Well,
2: so I, I really think he's going to be the grand finale winner. I, I just you know it, it kills me, and I know that there's so many people out in the IWC that are just hating the fact that they are they feel like they're burying Brian Danielson. But again, I kind of feel like this is like joining the U.S. military. They're tearing him down so they can build him into something uh, productive.
4: I think that he made that he made a mistake. When he went to WWE instead of TNA, but it didn't really work out too good for Nigel either. I just think that Nigel would be a much better fit for that show because he's got the size and the look. Brian is very, he's a small dude, and I didn't realize how small he was until I actually saw him on WWE. But he he's not very big. So they, I think they have a tough time, you know, trying to convince people that he's as good as they say he is, but he he could do it in the ring, so... I don't know, you know, but he's small. That, that was the biggest thing I took from X T is, wow, he's small, you know. So, I don't know, Brian. Right?
2: That's true. I mean, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we're in the era of uh, the small guys. I mean, with all the steroid scandals, you know, not look- with
4: Vince. Vince oh. still has the huge guys. Are you kidding me?
2: Well, right now he does, but this is all cyclical. I mean, you look at what a year or two ago it was. Uh, it was Punk on top. Simply for that reason. It's true.
3: Something I was true. thinking about now. You mentioned size and, and the WWE last night on Raw. I, maybe I was the only one, but with anybody else laughing when Shawn Michaels tried to put Kane in those submission holds? It just looked ridiculous.
4: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't get the whole idea of turning the lights out, doing the choke slam, turning them back on, and having Kane there. But
3: you didn't like that? Oh my I, God, I loved it.
4: didn't I think it, sir. I, I mean, what was the purpose of it? It was like, yeah, The Undertaker gave him a chokeslam, so he, Shawn Michaels is supposed to look weak going into WrestleMania, or are they going to do something on Friday, you know?
3: But Shawn Michaels didn't get pinned by that.
4: He no, he didn't.
3: out and then was able to defeat Kane, so I think it proved that Shawn Michaels is not going to go out just that easily, despite all of The Undertaker's
4: supernatural prowess. Supernatural prowess. It's the first time I've ever heard that on the radio.
2: He's not a dead man anymore. He hasn't been the dead man since he was the biker-taker. Come on, man.
4: No, he died again, and then he came back after that. It was a motorcycle accident or something, I don't know. I don't get it. So he's like, is he like the dark, is he like somewhere in between the really dark Undertaker and like the biker Undertaker now? So he's like in in between, right? Because he doesn't have the urn and Paul Bearer anymore.
3: That's because he buried him in concrete. Oh, Paul Bearer.
4: I saw Percy a couple weeks ago. He's an awesome dude. He's, he got out of the concrete okay, for those of you who are wondering.
2: Well, yeah, he was at, he was at THQ not too long ago doing voiceovers for uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2011, so there you go. Did
3: you guys see they actually released. Um, WWE had to put out a press release the day after the concrete because they had to say, wait, we didn't actually kill him. It's against our company policy to display death on the air in, in that way. And they had to, because they were getting all these emails. They're like, yeah, he was successfully rescued from the concrete. I'm like,
1: How? Oh yes, David Stevens. I'm alive and well. I wasn't married in the concrete, David Stevens. Oh yes, glorious.
4: <laughs> yeah, I tried to get I tried to get Percy to do that for a whole interview, and he wouldn't. But <laughs> That's uh, awesome, You know, one of the the WWE Fan Access um, attractions is Vince's blown up limo. Oh, sweet. Yeah. But they always say, yeah, we don't kill people on TV, and then they'll blow someone up on TV like they did with Vince. Then they had to put out the press release. Vince isn't really dead. Thank you for telling us. Because there's about 400 million hillbillies in Kentucky and Tennessee that believe you blew him up.
3: Stock actually went down after Trump supposedly bought Raw. So, I mean, apparently people don't understand this is real, J.J., despite the dreams that you try and crush on a weekly basis.
2: Yeah, but, you know, that's just the business. People just don't get it.
4: Don't get it. Vince McMahon doesn't get it anymore. I want to ask you guys, too, because we couldn't come to an agreement on our show. Um, Who's going on last uh, on Sunday? Um,
2: I think, well, David and I were just talking about it, and we think that it should be by all rights. I mean, after last year, seeing The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels steal the show and then having Triple H and Randy Orton go out there and have a shit fist. Uh, It's got to be Taker and Shawn Michaels ending the show because I can't see any guy following them. I don't know what they're going to do in this match to top last year. I don't even know if it can be done, but I would not want to follow those guys.
4: You bring
3: up an interesting point, JJ. You don't see any guy following them. I think if there's any way that they're possibly going to have this match earlier in the card, you're right, and they put the Divas match after it. That way they have a place to bring the crowd back up from.
4: That's what they do every time. And and I, I agree with David is that I think that it's going to be Shawn Michaels, uh, Undertaker, then some Divas match, and then probably Batista and John Cena. Even though that is absolutely not the way it should go. But that's probably the way they'll book it because they never do things the way they're supposed to anymore. So, And the Money in the Bank match will probably be first. and which I've never deg- agreed with, but they've done it twice now. So,
3: well, play with me for a second here. Just play with me for a second. What hmm. if they have money in the bank first? Christian okay with your wins, mom? and they actually put Jericho Edge as the last match, and have Christian do the ultimate heel turn at the end of the pay per view.
4: We talked about it on our show, and we said that was possible. And you know, if that's you know the case, then it'd be great. But I'd really like to see them have a guy. Kofi Kingston, Drew McIntyre, somebody who hasn't necessarily been around a long time, go over in the in the Money in the Bank match and maybe actually cash it in at WrestleMania same night, but I don't think I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't understand why they need to have a Money in the Bank pay per view. I mean, having two cases I think is kind of crazy, but it does you know. It's been a successful thing for them because when they've had like injuries and other stuff, it's kind of worked out, or they can get the belt off of somebody real quick. But I just don't see the need for two of them because it kind of takes the you know it, it was like dramatic when it happened, but it's always been the same way. It's always ended up being like a two or three minute match with the champion losing. This time, I think the champion should win. But that won't happen. Well, if I could so. say
2: this, I just got a private message from uh, Nemesis in the chat room. And he says there's actually, if you look at the card for WrestleMania as of right now, there is not a Divas match on the WrestleMania card.
3: I assumed they were going to do that on SmackDown and that we were going to get the heels of Raw and SmackDown versus the faces of, uh, of they, Raw and SmackDown.
4: It wasn't it? Didn't they do something with Vicky Guerrero and two girls coming to yeah that's what they've
3: been doing on raw but i feel like because the majority of people that they're doing with that particular feud rest on smackdown they were saving that now why would you ever promote a show with only three days of a match but i really don't think anybody's buying the pay-per-view for the divas match so i i think i can get away with it in this particular instance
4: buying the pay-per-view that's something new
2: (laughs) yeah exactly I, I would I would be surprised if they put a Divas match on, to be honest. I mean, they pretty much killed the Divas last year with that shitty-ass Battle Royale. Um, I
4: don't you know, really... I, uh, I talked to somebody, and they're going to have the... I don't know if it's going to be like a dark match, or if it's going to be like a free-for-all type of thing. But they're going to have a Battle Royale with all the guys that didn't actually get booked on the card in it. So, like, They've traditionally
3: to... done that before the pay-per-view.
4: Yeah, they do that every year, and I think I think it's kind of cool. To let all the guys get a payday, Um, so I don't know. I I don't see the need for girls, but I'm sure they'll find a way to put them in there. They got four hours of time, and they ain't going to give you four hours of wrestling. Just not going to do it. So, or is it five hours? I don't even know. I know it starts at seven. I don't know what it ends. So eleven. Yeah. So that's still, and it's what sixty four dollars American. A lot, a lot of money. I'm not going to pay for it, but. Well, you know well, what? Um, it, it's a
2: good thing that uh, my cable provider let me have TNA for free this week, because that means now I can actually put that money toward uh, WrestleMania.
4: You don't have to pay for TNA?
2: Uh, well, I didn't have to this week. Normally oh. I do, but uh, this week it was interesting. They did a free preview thing all all friggin' day. So,
4: well, for Destination X? Yeah. Or for, oh. That's hmm. Good. Business must be booming for TNA.
3: Hey, it was a good pay-per-view. All right. I'll stand by that. All right, well, aside from whatever happened in that last match, but
4: it was good. I think their whole their whole booking is just like, just fuck. And they need to kind of really define what what they're doing and who's doing what with who and stop changing their mind every week. And But, yeah, you can always, you can always see people go through the ring so many times before it loses its luster.
3: You know what? But then again, when you have Ric Flair flop through it like a fish? I've seen I've oh, certainly never laughed that hard at the end of a pay-per-view.
2: But do you know, you know what, what, what stood out against TNA that really set it apart from everybody else this past week? They used the spray paint and actually outlined Eric Young and left it in the middle of the ring.
4: <laughs> they did. That was yeah. awesome. I'll going a mark note for that. There for like two hours, too. It was great. It was great. I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? They got like two hours more a wrestling. Are they going to change the mat? Nope. They just left it there. It
3: was great. I stopped noticing it by the end of the pay-per-view. Like, it had been there that long.
4: Well, after they collapsed the ring, you didn't see it anymore. That's true. Very true. I was actually hoping
2: that uh, when they did the spot with uh, going to the ring, that it would have been in that exact cutout. They could have just come under the ring and been like, oh, this is the spot up. This is the, the setup for the spot there, you know? Or somebody would have got pinned in the thing, but no, it was great. I just I love the fact that they left it there, and people were just wrestling around, and you looked on there, and it was like a dead body was there. It was awesome.
4: I think they kind of did it in reverse too. I think they should have did the ring on Impact and then do the like the ramp on the pay per view. But I guess it really doesn't matter. You know, as long as AJ and the young guys are still on top of the card, I'm happy to a degree. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see more of Desmond Wolfe. Where are you, Desmond? Where's Samoa Joe? Uh, he's on the
2: back of a milk carton right now. We don't know where he is.
3: He's actually in New Jersey. He was wrestling here last weekend, so he has been spotted. At Rahway? At Railway, yes. I I was going to go to that show, but unfortunately I, I couldn't. Things kind of worked out, but JJ, you'll appreciate this. They announced for their next show, and come hell or high water, I am going to that one. They announced Teddy Hart vs. Jushin Liger. Oh, I can't wait.
2: I would go to that if I was able, man, because... Those two are going to put on a phenomenal match.
4: I don't know, so it's kind of a far drive for me. But you know, Frankie will give me free tickets, so I don't know. I have to decide. It's a lot of gas money. Gas is like cheap gas <laughs> He puts on a good show too. So, Jersey All Pro for those of you playing along at home. Hmm. Reno is going to be on there. That's awesome. Yeah, what it's is a crazy. Side. Now she's singing the
2: National Anthem, isn't she? Um, I don't
4: know. Yeah. Great. You know, I I, ju- I just... I don't know. It seems lackluster, but go ahead.
2: I'm a little saddened, though, that, you know, the Ultimate Warrior pulled out of the uh, the Hall of Fame induction because I was actually looking forward to, to him showing up and, and getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. It would have been great, but, you know.
3: I was shocked when they even announced that he was going to do it. That seemed kind of... It was unexpected given the history, but see, that's one thing that I really like about Vince is the fact that he might not get along with everybody, but at the end of the day, he's willing to respect people for the contributions that they have made to the business.
2: Unless your name is Randy Savage.
3: He didn't even send the freaking uh, letter when Randy asked him to after his dad died. I thought that was kind of classless, personally.
4: He told me that. I I think that's Bush League. I mean, I I don't think, firstly, that you should ever have have to ask anybody to send you condolences. They should do it on their own. But sending it, not sending it after they asked you is just terrible. I mean, especially after what Angelo did for the business. Whatever. Right? That's just the way things are because Vince, Vince doesn't acknowledge what, you know, Eki Fatu fucking drops dead from drugs because he doesn't want people to think it's associated with him after all that family's done for his business. So... And build a building for the fucking Hall of Fame, Vince! Sorry. Well, if, my, if,
2: if <laughs> it was legit and it meant something, then he probably would. But it's just, oh, well, you know, I'll decide who's going to go in the Hall of Fame this year. It's really not even a, a, a big fucking major deal with
4: That's this whole Steve Hall Jones? of Fame thing. Coco Beware? Exactly. It's going to be everybody from the 80s, eventually. Wendy Richter probably deserves to go in. Stu Hart does. You know, Ted DiBiasek's maybe a tweener, but, you know...
3: Well, as Ted said on your show just a mere 45 minutes ago, once they got to the top 50, he figured he had to be next in line somewhere.
4: Yeah, because they've already put all the big, you know, that's the issue with wrestling is they don't make new stars every year. It's like, you know, every 10 years they'll make a big star or whatever. And so so when you do a Hall of Fame and you put five or six people in, you start putting in jobbers. I mean, and it's not anything against Coco Beware or SD Jones, but... That's not people who I would think would be Hall of Famers.
3: Now, do you think there will come a time when Vince would be willing to start inducting some of... Creative might be going a little bit too far, but some of the key people on production that have been with him and ran Raw for 15 years now and made the success that they have?
4: I I would think he'd put Kevin Dunn in there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Kevin uh, is one of the absolute best TV guys in the whole business. And he's really the guy who created, like, Tough Enough and and this new NXT thing. So, I mean, they should put him in there just based on the amount of money he's made from them. And his shows are great. And, you know, they don't do the, you know how they used to do, like, the real dark kind of video packages at the beginning of pay-per-views and stuff? He used to do those, but they don't do those that much anymore either, so.
3: It's anything okay. better than the font that TNA uses in their pre-pay-per-view promos.
4: The font. Yeah, they keep changing their logo. I don't know what the deal is with that. And then letting they let their wrestlers make their own entrance music. They should put Jim Johnston in there. J- Johnston in there. Yeah, they the should. Guy, the guy who made all the theme music for the last 30 years before he quit. Because he wasn't getting paid. They should put him in there. I don't know. Who Everybody
3: else. keeps saying he quit. JJ said that too. But everything I've, I've yet to find anything online that supports that. Everything I've read. I mean, he was credited on the last WWE CD.
4: Am I missing something? I can't find that anywhere. Maybe he's not doing it full-time, but I know that he wanted to do his own music. And I know he's done, for a fact, he's done some stuff for TNA, so I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Not everybody can write their own theme music like Jeff Hardy.
2: (laughs) 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 Or their own poetry, for that matter.
4: Uh, He's got his own, I like his theme music. Or make their own
2: drugs. I mean, you know, Jeff Hardy is just a a don of all traits.
4: Let's put Jeff Hardy in RVD and have him smush a up up and coming tag team for no reason. Right, right. I don't. Know. I'm just. I'm so disgruntled that we do our radio show just to make fun of stuff because it's just ridiculous. Because it seems like everything in the business is going like in reverse. The older guys are going over. The younger guys are getting buried, and it's just not supposed to be that way. And Beer Money's getting pinned, and Mick Foley's getting kayfabe fired and punches a dj and it's just awful awful
2: anyway oh come on bubba deserved it
4: he does oh i, 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 I like his radio show but he shouldn't be on tv doing anything but
2: no i'll agree with that he,
4: he's yeah i mean and, and his radio show all he has is hulk hogan and strippers so i mean that's that's not even that great and, on Sirius, though, so be careful because Sirius won't put our wrestling show on because we're get this. Too straight. Anyway. Nice. I don't wanna... There's a show on there. Oh, no. I won't go there. <laughs> but it's a different, <laughs> different time. But there's a show on there that the two guys are clearly fucking gay. And uh, they're getting paid almost a thousand dollar episode to do what we do for free. And uh, they don't even do it as good as we do, so uh, I, I just it's, that type of shit pisses me off. That's all I know. I'm sorry to hijack your show. I'm ready to go home. Doing five hours of radio, and then I did eight hours at my regular job. So um, I want to thank you guys for uh, letting us do that extra time. And make sure you listen to all the shows on Sunday Night Showdown. And I think the uh, links work for all of them, right, uh, JJ?
2: Yeah, I think so. Sure. Uh, we're we're still working on a lot of stuff. I've uh, I've had to let the uh, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with UStream. I think we're going to let them go because they pretty much banned me this past week on Sunday Night Showdown during the middle of the show. So I don't know what happened there, but
4: you got banned. I got banned
2: You're... on UStream for uh, for what? I have no idea whatsoever. They're real,
4: they're real careful about. Was it Sunday? It was pay per view on right. They're real like they probably thought you were streaming illegally, but. You're one of the probably only ones who don't, you know? Yeah,
2: the only thing I had up was a poster, like the TNA poster, and I, I said, you know, live audio coverage, which I do, yeah. I've do. i done for two years, you know? So for them to, to ban me was kind of stupid, so we've just really kind of taken over doing the shoutcast thing for now, and if Ustream wants to reinstate me, fine. If they don't, fuck them, you know, feed them fish heads. I don't really give a shit at this point.
4: Fuck you and the horse you came in on, That's Ustream. That's right. But, you stream that they profit off for your show anyway. Exactly those stupid, those stupid little pop-up ads that come into the video uh, stream. So that's why I've always liked to run my own shoutcast. So nobody profits off my show if I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know. There you go. Unless you're Adam is Arden and you're charging people. But anyway, thank you guys and uh, please, Shawn Michaels is losing. I don't. Was it David that was. Talking all that crap earlier about Shawn Michaels and this and that. Talking
3: all that crap earlier.
4: Comes on our show. Talking all that crap. Ow. Who is this imposter? Where is the tree dog? No. Just take it easy. The Undertaker is going over. His streak will never end unless he decides he wants to retire at WrestleMania. And I think he's maybe one of two guys in the business today that will, if he retires, do the job. So
3: I didn't say The Undertaker is losing. I said he's not going to win.
2: He thinks it's going to be a tie, and they're going to have the rubber match the next f- year at Mania.
4: And I'm like, no. Fuck no. How could you have a fucking tie in a no-DQ, no countout match? <laughs> because
3: How? it's... No, fucking it's t- not no-DQ, no, DQ or no con- It's It has to end in pinfall or submission. What if Undertaker has the Hell's Gate on, but his shoulders are on the mat, and Sean taps the second the referee counts the three?
4: What did he say? Exactly. Well, come
3: oh, come on! <laughs> He's...
4: That's why I do my show at 8 at night, because when you start getting toward 1 in the morning, just, like, ridiculous shit starts coming out of your mouth. Even, I, even it happens to me. I They are not going to do that in their biggest match of the fucking year. They're not going to have a smalls finish. Someone will win. It will be The Undertaker.
2: Goodbye. David, let me just put it this way. If that happened, then Vince would run down, blow both of his quads, and restart the match. Okay? It's happened before. It could happen again. But it's not doubtful. Oh, anyway, thanks to Rick for uh, for calling in, and uh, like I said, I I appreciate the fact they had uh, an extended overtime tonight because it gave me a little time to do some stuff and listen to a fantastic Ted DiBiase interview. So uh, kudos to them. So I think we're pretty much done with the whole WrestleMania talk, and uh, we should finish up NXT just really quickly. Yeah, let's uh, do that. Let's um, see I two tag matches. Go ahead.
3: All right. Um, the final tag match of the night was Otunga and Darren Young versus Daniel Bryan and Michael Tarver. Of course, Otunga and Young went over. Just some notes I made down while the match was going on. Uh, Otunga's finisher still sucks. Daniel Bryan was impressive in the ring with some submissions, and I love the quote. Matthews called him a victim of circumstances in his 0-5. And, and I love the fact that CM Punk was sitting on the steps just chatting away during the entire match. It was hilarious.
2: That was kind of funny, actually.
3: <laughs> I,
2: I, uh, I and I've been liking this show, but up until this week, I, I, I was disappointed. I got to be honest. I was too. Just sitting there watching, you know, a, a forty-minute promo for WrestleMania and what happened on Raw and what happened on SmackDown the previous week just just really got to me. So, I don't
3: know. But, so I think this brings up the question. We were talked about it briefly last week, but since you know the voting actually is occurring next week, we've got eight rookies. We've got Slater, Gabriel, Sheffield, Barrett, Atunga, Young, Tarver, and Bryan. Who do you think is the first one to get voted out? And I've actually kind of changed my opinion from last week after watching how they booked tonight.
2: You know, that really is a hard question. The legitimate person that you would think would be gone with the win loss record would have to be Daniel Bryan. But you got to know that they're not going to get rid of him because he is the underdog of this show,
3: and that's probably why they added the the stipulation that it's not just win loss record, it's strength of opponent, which obviously he's had against Jericho, the it factor and the work ethic. And I think on strength of opponent and work ethic alone should be enough to keep him in there over some of the other guys.
2: Well, yeah, he got beat by the Great Khali. You know, I mean he's had some he's had some really strong opponents, and his work ethic is great. So I'll agree with you there. Uh, man, I don't think Gabriel's in danger. I think he's doing pretty good.
3: I think he's on the cusp, though.
2: He probably would, is on the yes. borderline. I would still have to say Skip Sheffield, in my opinion, is the guy to go.
3: Last week I was between Heath Slater and Skip Sheffield and Michael Tarver. This week I actually think that Slater is definitely safe for at least one or two weeks, and I'm now down to Tarver and Skip and uh, excuse me, Skip Sheffield. Wow. Um, I think that it's just going to be kind of a toss-up there because Sheffield is kind of has a bit more personality than Tarver does that we've seen at this point. I think Tarver has just kind of fallen to the wayside.
2: And that's a shame because I actually like Tarver. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, if I had to choose between those two, I still think... It probably will be Tarver. I mean, I think Sheffield has got a big upside, too, because he's a big body. But I I still say he's a future wellness violation. So even if he does, you know, go far in this, he's going to be a wellness violation. So, ah, fuck it. I guess Tarver's the one going. If it were up to me, I would say Sheffield.
3: Very fair. You
2: know, what do you do? I don't know. I don't even remember he's what the his next fucking thing, Man, uh, he's not the next biggest thing. He thinks he is in his own mind. In his own mind, my friend. So let's see. What else can we possibly talk about in this wrestling segment before we go to our first commercial break of the evening? I just, I don't even know David Stevens.
3: We went everywhere tonight.
2: The show has taken on some interesting twists and turns over the last couple of weeks.
3: I just jump on and I, I just hold on for dear life. And I don't care how many guests you bring on here. I'm just going to be excited if that happens at Mania. I'm going to be laughing my butt off. You know what? I might, I might retire right then and there. I just might have to lay my headset down and say, you know what? What else is there for me to do in this business?
2: Well, I tell you what, I will. I will give you all the props in the world. If The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, ends in a draw at WrestleMania, I will give you, I will come out, I will cover that live on Sunday Night Showdown, and I will insist that you call me live on the air so that I can put you over, but it's not going to happen, my friend.
3: And if, if that's the case, I will, I will run with it first next week's on Unplugged with my apology if that does not occur, because I will, I will straight up admit when I'm wrong.
2: So like you'll be you're gonna be sorry on Tuesday then I'm telling you. I'll, I'll hold you to that bet. So, I guess before I take this next commercial break, is there anything you wanna you wanna put out there, my friend?
3: Uh, let's see. My raw recap is up, apparently on a bunch of sites as always because that just seems to get picked up by everybody and their mother. Um, my column should be out on Thursday. Uh, look for that. And as always, I think that Saturday is going to be a very very interesting night here on Sunday Night Showdown, in particular the picks the picks column. Yeah, I, you know, I might have to I might have to send Harmony a message and see if I can't get her to maybe side with me in this. Like I gotta figure something out. I need to have that pick somewhere on the show. And then of course Sunday night on Sunday night showdown you'll get the live coverage in which I will of course be calling in live to offer my uh, just accept the praise that's going to be coming my way after that match. <laughs>
2: Oh, man, you are so delusional, David. That's what I like about you.
3: I try. <laughs> All right, brother.
2: I guess we'll talk at you later, man. You have a good night.
3: I take care of yourself.
2: All right, guys. That was David Stevens, who uh, is going to be eating crow come next Tuesday right here on Unplugged when he is undoubtedly proven wrong. But you're going to see it firsthand right here on this program. With that said, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. I'll be right back, and uh, I'll get Sean on the line. We'll talk a little bit of video gaming, a couple of reviews on hand, Metro 2033 and God of War 3. We'll be right back, right here on Unplugged.
0: in a bind cause he's way behind, Vince wouldn't let him smoke his stash, and he came upon this young man that he thought could take his spot, and Hardy jumped upon a turnbuckle and he said, boy let me tell you what, I bet you didn't know it, but I smoked dope by the batch, and if you turn heel we'll make a deal, and I will throw this match, now being a wrestling champion boy is pretty good, it's true, but I'd rather sit on my ass, smoke some grass, and give this belt to you, the boy said, my name's Punk, and I'd say I agree, I'll take your belt I've always felt The straight edge Laughs for me but CMU can't help it Jeff is missing Chromosomes He's going back To Georgia And his Burn up mobile home And if you win You get this Shiny belt Made of gold And when Jeff loses He gets to Smoke a bowl He put on his makeup and he said I'll start the show and fire flew from his fingertips as he cleaned resin from his bowl. Then Punk came out and all the crowd made an evil hiss. Then Jeff recited poetry and it sounded something like this. I like flowers. Uh, I like trees. I miss my dog. Uh. When Hardy finished, punk said, I guess this all's been fun, but if you lay down in that ring right there, we can get this deal done. Fire up your bong, redneck bone. Jeff's hooked on drugs, his career is done. Chicken in the bread pan, picking up dough. Bad influence on Mysterio. Hardy smiled, why? Because he knew that he'd been beat. And now he could smoke dope until he couldn't feel his feet. Vince said, just come on back if you ever want to wrestle here. Hardy said, you son of a bitch, I'll be dead within a year. Fire up your bong, neck redneck bong. Jeff's up doing drugs, his career is done. Picking out dough chicken in a bread pan. Smoke more dope than rock and bam. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't don't do drugs. Don't do 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 drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't 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 do drugs. Don't do drugs, or you'll paint your body. Won't be able to talk straight, and you'll ruin your career. There's a lot of money. Do do. He's sexy, enlightened, and dangerous. He is John Morrison, rock star the guru of greatness. John Morrison is quite possibly the most complete superstar in the WWE today. For the first time ever, get an inside look into the life of the Shaman of Sexy from his unique training regimen. This type of training takes you against your environment. To his passion-fueled ride on the California waves. That's what surfing's all about. It's wrestling
5: with nature and hopefully coming out on top.
0: We and the infamous third sheet. We'd like to apologize to Tommy Dreamer for calling him a fat whale.
5: I'm the
1: only American And
0: sit down with the guru of greatness as he answers your questions. Darian Diane asks, where is the Palace of Wisdom located? This unique collection showcases the Friday Night Delights amazing moves in the ring and beyond. The Palace of Wisdom awaits in John Morrison, Rockstar. Available now.
2: Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. It's the official news source... Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's Triple W. From Headlocks to Headlines.com.
6: Take the bass line out. No, you don't have to. Bounce with it. It's
1: a hard not for us. It's a hard not Yeah.
6: Be. No crib on MTV. God only knows. Got my mini-me in the GP. See how it goes. Evil's all that I see. You ask me my name? D to the Rizzo. E to the Vizzo. I to the Lizzo. I'm a crazy it's mother. You all knew that. Austin caught me in the first act. It's all backwards. What's with that? So I'll make a prophecy from the dogs to the mini-me. Give me an Escalade, a two-way bling bling on eBay. Domino. My... It's a
1: hard night. Yeah. It's a hard
6: night. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh-huh. It's for all my homies in Bruges. It's a hard Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a hard Ah, crystal, My moto. A couple of beehawks. Why not? I got a buster move, dropping buster groove, feeling fine. Got an evil crew. Gold members to Lick my nine. Till then I'll on my brands up i on Colin's... your That's all for shizzle my nizzle, y'all. This is a shout out to Hoover, God MC. You all know him. That's Jay Z. I met him. Well, I saw him in a restaurant
1: once. Stick that in
6: your blunt and smoke it. Yeah, I said blunt.
2: We are back right here, Unplugged Live on SundayNightShowdown.com, and it's definitely a (laughs) hard-knock life for us right here on this program, right here on this network that's not a network, the island of misfit shows, as it were. And I had to play that Jeff Hardy thing just because, well, just because Jeff Hardy and Rob Van Dam were were a tag team this past Monday night, and I just couldn't miss the opportunity. You know, someone coined it in the chat room to call these guys bail money. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, ladies and gentlemen. Bail money, taking on beer money. I mean, think about it. With that said, it's time now to kind of switch gears from the wrestling and move on to what we like to call the nerd hour, as One Man X would say. Uh, So joining me on the phone line, powered by Skype, of course, Uh, welcome to the program my uh my co-host for the second hour of the show you know him you love him he's the sensational sean what's going on buddy
5: what is up my brother
2: my brother from another mother
5: (laughs) i was gonna say that but i was like you know what jj may have that in mind so i was i won't say it that's all right man it's all good (laughs) um i got three things i want to say first uh first to david if you're still listening um, I'm going to burst your other bubble. The Rock is not the Tooth Fairy. I'm sorry. He's really not.
2: Oh, man.
5: <laughs> Number two, um, I've been wanting to say this, and I keep thinking to say it, but I just have not said it. I want to say thank you to all of the listeners and to JJ, especially, for allowing me to come on and actually do this. I thoroughly enjoy doing the video game reviews and talking video games with everyone. And, I mean, especially when the chat's there, they get involved. I love that. I want to thank all of you guys. If you're new, you're if you're old, if you're some of our former listeners, I mean, I love you all guys, and I'm happy to have you all on here. Um, Good point.
2: Excellent point. And, you know, I back that 100%. I mean, I do this for you guys, you know. I, I'm not obviously getting paid for anything, so... I love the business. I love to talk video gaming, and that's that's really the concept of this show. I mean, uh, when I was originally approached about doing a show on another network, I mean, I wanted to do a video game only show, but to appeal to the masses that were wrestling fans, I decided I would go with kind of a mix, a hybrid of the concept. And um, I, you know, I thoroughly enjoy what we do. I, I love having uh, you on for video game reviews, and uh, I think David Stevens and I have a great chemistry, and and I love working with him. On the wrestling segment. So, uh, you know, this show has blossomed in the time that, you know, I started it six, seven months ago and to what it is now. So, uh, you know, and I thank you, the fans, for for tuning in each and every, every week to listen to this show. So thank you very much.
5: Oh, yeah. This is definitely, um, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed the ev- evolution, as I'll call it, the evolution of Unplugged from what it used to be to what it is now. It has definitely got to a better place. Um, third thing is, I've, I was watching, um, Destination, I know we're, I know we're on gaming, but I'm going to switch back to wrestling for a second. Um, I was watching Destination X, and I was watching the finale part with Hulk Hogan and all that, and I was going through my mind, I was thinking, if I had been a booker for that, what would I have done? And I came up with a small scenario, i it'd be awesome if I could tell you right quick.
2: Go ahead. Shoot what
5: you got. Um, the the scenario was uh, Hulk Hogan comes down. It's the same same play out. Hulk Hogan comes down. He pushes Ric Flair to the back. I mean, in the wheelchair, which I thought was hilarious. Myself, I was laughing so hard when I was listening to uh, Sunday Night Showdown on Sunday. I was just laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. Um, it was hilarious to watch Hulk Hogan wheel Ric Flair in a wheelchair to the back of the uh, the arena. But um, I digress. Um, Hulk Hogan comes out. He he gets in the ring. He throws Earl Hebner in there to, to, and tells Abyss to pin him. Well, as Abyss goes to pin him, Hulk drops the, drops the leg on Abyss. Uh, he turns on Abyss. Hulk then says to Earl Hebner, Earl, this is a notice qualification match. Call it now. He tells jo- Jeremy Borash, whoever's the announcer, to call. It's a notice qualification match. Hulk says, "Come on down, guys! Here comes the band, the Wolf back. They start coming down, and they're beating down on Abyss. Uh, Ric Flair walks out because he can walk. Apparently, um, he walks out, and they're laughing. He's, th- he's standing there laughing with um, with um, Hulk Hogan. They're just laughing in the corner while Nash, Hall, and Waltman start beating the living daylights out of um, Abyss. Well, Eric Bischoff comes on the, the, the Tron. He's like." Hulk, don't do this. This is not what we're here to do. We're here to set this company straight. We're not here to get involved in title matches. Hulk's like, whatever. I don't want to deal with this. Hulk, it's your last warning. Don't get involved. Hulk turns around, doesn't care. They're still beating him. And Eric turns to a mystery person standing beside him. And he was just like, go do it. Go deal with this problem. The arena goes dark. Out walks the hooded figure onto the, onto the stand, and out walks um, James Mitchell right next to him. James Mitchell pulls back the, the cover, the, the hood, and it's Judas Macias standing on the rampway. He, he runs down. He saves Abyss, and uh, the crowd's going wild. Um, James Mitchell looks and says, this is your brother. What happened before did not need to happen. Let's end this right now. And they go, they destroy everybody, and then um, Hulk's standing there in the corner. He's like, what's going on? And Abyss takes off the ring, punches Hulk in the face, and says, here's your ring back. And uh, Abyss, Judas Macias, then then pick up AJ Styles, and he goes through the ring, and that's where they get the no contest from. That was going through my mind. That's what I would have done. But, I don't know. That was just my how I would have booked it myself.
2: Well, there's only a couple things wrong with that scenario. Uh, one of them being that there's no way in hell Hulk Hogan should ever drop a leg again. Because if he does, he's going to break every fucking bone in his spine. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, Judas Macias w- could be interesting in TNA, but... I don't know. I It doesn't look like they were going to go with a heel turn for Hogan right now, and it looks like he's going to really back Abyss. So it, it'll be interesting to see what you know uh, what happens. But interesting scenario you booked there.
5: Yeah, it's just going through my mind. I was kind of like, you know what, I, that would have been awesome if they had done that, because I would have lo- loved to see the Abyss, Judas Macias, as a tag team. Kind of like Undertaker and Kane back in the day when they were teaming together. But, yeah. Um, let's get down to games. Uh, I've got two reviews tonight, but I've also got some news that I want to lay on you before we actually get into it. Um, first off, I don't know if you heard about this, but Nintendo has announced a new handheld console, or handheld system.
2: I have heard that. It's uh, it's supposed to be 3D, I believe,
5: correct? It is the Nintendo 3DS, is what they're calling it. They're going to have more stuff about it at um, at E3. But the rumor going around is that they were actually going to plan on releasing it in Japan at the end of the month, at the end of uh, oh wait, at the end of March two thousand eleven. Okay, I was kind of wondering about that. They the first time I saw it, I heard two thousand ten, and then they changed it two thousand eleven. But um, it'll be a Nintendo three DS, which will not require glasses.
2: Well, thank God for that.
5: Um you'll be able to play a game in three D without looking at without looking through the glasses. The console will be set to be able to three D and everything. And it'll actually have the uh the XL screens, which is the extra large screens that they just come out. So that was that's some news that came out from Nintendo. It's pretty cool. Um a lot of people are calling it the uh are calling it April Fools, but they're saying that they're going to have it at E3. I kind of believe them. I guess um, we're going to have
2: to wait for E3 to find that out. But it does sound interesting.
5: It's going to be uh, it's going to be extremely awesome and if it's actually true. I will trade in my uh, my DSI for a 3ds.
2: I was just you know seeing some previews again for uh, PlayStation Move, and I just can't believe how utterly cheesy it looks.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little weird. Um I'm still calling it the uh, the Wii copycat. I mean, I just don't care about it right now. I may get it. I may not. It just depends on how much it is, really. Um, For everybody who's got a 360, uh, especially you, JJ, you may not be happy by this, but I know I'm happy, and everybody who's whose hard drives on their 360 is full. Um, Xbox has released as of today or yesterday, for everyone on the East Coast, released yesterday a um, 250 gigabyte hard drive in America. Uh, they released it. It's for sale for 130 dollars, which is about the same price as a uh, as a uh, as a console now, almost. Actually, so. um, when I got my
2: 125 gigabyte hard drive. I think we paid about a hundred and twenty or thirty bucks for it, so you're telling me I'm getting double that for the same price? Gee, do I feel like I just got fucked?
5: Well, the one hundred and twenty gigabyte hard drive uh price has dropped to a hundred dollars. Well, it's about fucking time, so um either way, I still feel that two fifty is better for your money um so. It is, I but, do, but
2: I, you know, the, the 125 is fine, you know, for what I want to do it for. I mean, I'm sure eventually I might upgrade to the 250, but for now, I mean, I'm happy with, you know, having 90, you know, <laughs> gigabytes of information still left open on my Xbox 360.
5: Yeah, it's definitely, I'm probably going to buy a 120 gigabyte myself, only when I get my uh, my hard drive for my computer. I have to get a new one, so it's going to be definitely a good day. Um for the p s three owners who enjoy little big planet one uh they have casually announced little big planet two um they didn't really announce it announce it, but they dropped the title name so it's just one of those things where you gotta take it with a grain of salt and be like' um, did they really announce it or is this just an a um expansion for the first so come uh, come a few few, a few a months at E3, we'll find out what's going on with this. And finally, um, if you own Steam and you don't have Left 4 Dead 2, you can buy Left 4 Dead 2 at $25 on Steam today. It ends on Thursday.
2: Now, I did know that there, I noticed something today that I'm probably going to jump on really quickly. I have Fallout 3, and I haven't played it in quite a while. In fact, one of the last times I played Fallout 3, after I first got that game, I'd gotten pretty immersed into, uh, into playing it, and then I got Red Ring of Death. Uh, so I sent my Xbox out, got a new one shipped back to me, basically, because it's definitely not the same Xbox that I sent away. And uh, I've played it since then. It's been a couple of months since I've actually played it. But there were some expansion packs that came out for Fallout 3, quite a few of them. Uh, they actually have a deal right now. Uh, With Microsoft Points, where I think all of the expansion packs for Fallout 3 uh, up until the end of the month are 400 Microsoft Points each, which is half the price. So I think I might have to go buy a couple of uh, cards and just pick them all up so I can add to my expansion packs and have a little bit of fun with some Fallout 3.
5: Yeah, I've, um, excuse me for a second.
2: But yeah, wow. I mean, so that's uh, I mean, that's a definitely a good deal. 400 Microsoft points for, you know, the pit and, you know, Mothership Zeta and all these other ones each is is not a bad deal. So.
5: Yeah, Mothership Mothership Zeta was actually my favorite by far. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed getting away from the desert, getting away from the wasteland and all that and being in something completely different and it was it was a lot of fun. So I think you'll definitely enjoy that. Um well, let's jump into the reviews. Uh I'll start with Metro 2033 because I know you're inter- interested in that JJ. Yep. So, um Metro 2033 if you have not heard is a is a game set in Russia. Um when I first heard about it, I was I had never heard of it. Uh it's one of those games that came out that no one really had seen many things about it. I mean, I I didn't see anything about it until the day of release. Um, so Metro 2033 is about, uh, you're, you're taking the role of a guy who's moving away from his current location, which is underground. All Russians live underground because the Earth landscape has been radiated somehow. Um, they don't really explain it in the beginning of the game. I'm still trying to work my way through to find out because I have thoroughly enjoyed the gameplay so far.
2: More than likely, it's probably from nuclear war.
5: I think I think something was said that was nuclear war. Um, so, uh, but you're you're living in uh, subway tunnels, train train tunnels, and you're living in little areas where they uh, they they keep getting attacked by these mutated mutated animals, mutated aliens. It, it kind of look like. Um, you start out the beginning of the game starts out with you fully decked out in Uber gear, basically, and you're you're following someone trying to go make sure that everything's okay. You're trying to get to a radio tower. Um, as you're walking out, you get attacked by some of the mutated animals, uh, some dogs, and you're using your machine gun to kill them all. Well, the the gameplay itself is really tight. It it acts like it's real. Almost. Um, when you're shooting, uh, your your gun's moving all over the place. You've got to focus it in one place. And then when you're, when you're reloading, you have to actually manually reload. It does not reload for you. Which caught me off guard really bad because I'm shooting at the first dog, and then all of a sudden it's like, you need to reload. Um, you didn't reload for me? Uh, okay. You've got to hit reload. And while you're reloading, it takes several seconds to reload. So you're getting hit on on the left, hit get hit on the right, and your partner, your AI partner, is trying to defend himself because you're basically surrounded by ten ten dogs. So it got a little it got a little weird in the beginning. I mean, but I was playing on the hardest difficulty, also, which I will never do again. Um, you you get out of there and you go meet up with partners that you're going to go to the tower with well right after you get right after you start walking towards the tower you're attacked by all of these different mutated i'm just going to say mutations because i have no clue what they were um you're attacked by the mutations and you get hit and you're knocked out and you you don't come to you're just like you're just sitting there you're just laying there waiting and you're watching all of these mutations attack your teammates, destroy your teammates, and all this. And then it fades to black. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? It's going to wake me up somewhere. But it didn't. It actually went to, I think, uh, 13 days before that. You you get transported back in time, basically, from the game. And you get transported to 13 days before it when um, you have to defend your your subway, I guess we'll call it. Um, against a mutation that's trying to invade, and your uncle is there with you, and he's like, "Like we're gonna get invaded, we're all gonna get killed." He's like, "What's going on with this?" So it was. It, it's really weird because it goes back in time instead of going forward in time. Um, inst- like with Fallout Three, you use bottle caps as money, and this you use ammo that was. That is military grade ammo, and the bad thing about that is you could use that without even knowing you're using it, because you can use dirty ammo, or you could use the military grade ammo. And I'm kind of when I was playing through, I didn't know the difference, so I was using the ammo that it had chosen for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I used up all of my ammo that was supposed to be my money. Oh wow! Um, I've heard. Multiple reviews on this game. I've all, I've heard all good reviews, but some of the stuff that people have talked about, and I'll, I'm going to say it now too. It's linear. It's not you go explore. It's you're following a straight line. I mean, you're underground the entire time, almost. You're following a straight line. You're shooting what what's coming at you. I mean, it's pretty. It's a sh- it's it's a straight line. As I keep saying, um. But as one reviewer said it, it's a straight line, but damn, is it a beautiful straight line. Wow. And it's definitely a good-looking game. It's very dark. Um, You've got to use your flashlight a lot. Uh, The AI is really good in this game because instead of knowing it automatically where you are... Um, the AI has to search for you. And that was really good. I mean, everything's blacked out. You're looking for these people who are trying to shoot at you. There's a campfire right in the middle of them. They're behind cover, and they're moving only when they have to. So you move around your cover trying to find them, and you see their shadow by the campfire. You shoot in that location. Everybody knows who you are. But if you don't shoot, if you just stand there, they're looking for you the entire time. So that... That's what really made me enjoy the game was the AI was really sophisticated in this. Um it's with the fact that it is linear game we're, we don't really get a lot of linear, linear games anymore. So if you if you want to try it out, it's going to be a rent um for me it's a rent because I'm used to playing all of these games that that are Expanded that you can walk around in all these different locations and take a look. Um, for me, it's a rent. Uh, JJ, I think you would enjoy it, so you may want to get a chance to, to rent it, and then you'll probably go out and buy it the next day.
2: It's possible. Uh, although I'm not really into the uh, you know following a straight line kind of thing. I I I'm like you. I like games like Grand Theft Auto and uh, you know oh, wow. Fallout Three, where I basically can go and do whatever I want to do in an open free world, and if I'm limited, then that usually takes away uh, from what I want to do. Like, there's a game coming out this year, soon, like within months, that I'm just going to pick up. I'm not even going to bother renting. I'm just going to pick it up the day it comes out, and that is uh, Red Dead uh, Redemption. (laughs) Without a doubt. I'm a big fan of the Red Dead Revolver series. I had it on PS2, and uh, I'm definitely going to pick that game up and... I will certainly review that motherfucker when it comes out because uh, I've been looking forward to that game for a long time. There's a lack of westerns, not that I'm a big westerns fan, but uh, the Western video games that I've played, like Gun and of course Red Dead Revolver, have always been really fun for me, and uh i'm just I'm looking forward to Red Dead Redemption right now more than anything.
5: yeah, Red Dead Redemption has definitely been one of those games that I've kind of had on my radar for a while and I'm really going to enjoy playing it, and I mean, I played Gun, I played Red Dead Revolver when they came out, I thoroughly enjoyed Gun, I mean, I I don't know why, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, as soon as I heard about Red Dead Redemption, I was just like, this is going to be an interesting year, and as soon as I uh, got my PS3, I was kind of like, well, this is going to make a break me to this year, because I don't know what I want to play now. But Red Dead Redemption has definitely been the game that I have said, no matter what comes out, I'm going to play that.
2: No, so, without a doubt. It, it's going to kick ass. Now, the other game that you wanted to review was, uh, well, kind of, kind of a big deal, I think, from from what uh, I understand. It's... Maybe maybe it's a lesser-known game out there. Maybe many people aren't familiar with the series. Um, God, what's the name of it? Um, oh, geez. Um,
5: uh, the, the the acronym for it or the initials for it are GOW. That's all. Oh, oh. God of War. III. God
2: of War. Yes.
5: Um, straight up, my friend asked me in one word, "What is this game?" I said in one word, dude. It's epic. Nothing equals it right now. God of War 3 um, started out with one of the most amazing one of the most amazing intro videos. It starts with the Titans. Now if you don't know your your Greek mythology um, let me give you a quick story to it. The Titans rule the Earth. Gaia is the, the mother of Earth. Um, she's She's the one who cares about everything. She's basically a living planet that walks around. She's rock. She's got trees on her. Her her heart, actually, is made of, is surrounded by wood. Um, this is all Greek mythology. I'm a huge Greek mythology freak because I love learning about stuff that's not true, but is something different than real life. Um... The Titans ruled the Earth, and then Gaia and Cronus, who was the father of Earth, basically, uh, had a son. That son was Zeus. Now, the Titans all had regular children, all Homo sapien children, as we'll call them. They were all humans. They all looked like humans. And I was just kind of... It, it's one of those things where you're kind of like, how can these major monsters have these people who look just like me and everybody else? Well, these were different. They, they encompassed everything that held the planet together. Hermes was the the uh, the god of medicine, basically. Um, Helios was the god of the sun. Zeus, as everyone knows, was the god of all. He was the god of lightning. And I was just like, okay, what's going to happen? Well, well, it, it comes to the point where Zeus is like, I don't want to live under my parents anymore. I don't want to live under the Titans anymore. And I was, and he was just like, I don't want to live under my parents. I We're going to destroy them so they overthrew them and they locked them into the the pit of something and i can't remember off the top of my head and i i can't remember that off the top of my head what it is but uh it's very dark it's pit of lava uh with cracks on the ground it's very desolate basically and the gods live out their their lives on Mount Olympus, watching over all, making sure that things stay the way they are. That's Greek mythology. Um, if you want to know more, you definitely need to read up on it. It's definitely interesting stuff. Um, well, the beginning of the game starts out with the Titans climbing Mount Olympus to go after Zeus. Kratos is on the back of... Gaia, just standing there watching as the, everything goes by. And they're going up, and they get up there, and then you see Zeus standing there with Hermes, Helios, Poseidon, and Hades. Poseidon looks over at Zeus, he says, okay. Poseidon jumps off Mount Olympus and lands in a lake at the, at the ground. Um, Poseidon is the god of water he was the one who had dominion all over over all water, so him jumping in the water was is alright. Helios, uh, all of a sudden you see a a chariot fly by with, made of fire, Helios jumps in it, Hermes looks over at Zeus and says okay, and takes off running. Hermes is basically the Flash, we'll call him that. Um, And Hades is like, "Yeah." Whatever, I'm out. You okay over there, JJ? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I thought you passed out for a second. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I was moving my microphone.
5: Okay. Um Hades is the god of the underworld. He doesn't care about anything. He just wants to go back to the underworld. Um all of these all of these split Bazus is still standing there. He's just like, Yeah, this is gonna be fun. You get up there, and then all of a sudden you see this huge – I'm trying to figure out how to call it a, – a beast made of water that looks like – has the head of a horse but has, like, the, gra- the pinchers of a um, a scorpion and of a spider, I guess. And it's grabbing Titans and pulling it off, pulling it off, to and pulling them down to the ground. And Helios is flying around, just hitting people with fire, just knocking people off. Well, Gaia's, like, getting hit, and you see this in the commercials. You see this, like, in a PlayStation commercial. And you got to go and fight this, this monster. Well, the first god you kill is Poseidon. I don't know why they did that. I would have rather seen Hermes die first, because Poseidon is one of the major one of the major deities in Greek mythology. He is the brother of Zeus, if I remember correctly. And I was just kinda like, why did we kill him off? But oh well. You go through the game, you gotta face all of these deities. Well Hera is also is the wife of Zeus. She's drunk in the game. I'm kinda like, okay, this is this is a little different. Um out walks Kratos' brother, and Kratos is the son of Zeus, by the way. I don't—I know I didn't say that, and I'm sorry. Kratos is the son of Zeus. Well, out walks Kratos' brother, Hercules. Hercules is like twice the size of Kratos. You're like, how can this guy kill Hercules? Well, let me jump off the tangent here for a second. Um... JJ, did you ever watch, did you ever see the old Hercules TV
2: show? You so with Kevin Sorbo? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh Sam Raimi's work with that, you know, Hercules, Zena, all that stuff. And and more recently, I'm a big fan of uh Spartacus Blood and Sand, which <laughs> is pretty much the same thing. I think the guy that played um it's Michael Hurst, the guy that was uh Aeolus in uh, the Hercules series is the director for that show, and that show is like borderline softcore porn. Every episode, you see lots of fucking and lots of nudity.
5: Um, But Kevin Sorbo plays... But what a great show. Plays, what's that?
2: But still a great show.
5: Yeah, Hercules... Pl- uh, Kevin Sorbo plays Hercules in the game. He is the voice of Hercules. And that was just like one of those geek moments because... Hercules is like, I will kill you. I will destroy you, my brother. I am done with you. And he's just saying all this stuff, and I'm just like, this can't be Kevin Sorbo. I've never heard him speak like this. And it was just a really cool moment because Hercules is actually, he's he's a badass in the game. I mean, I hated killing him, but it was an awesome fight. Um, Somebody else who was, a, who was also uh, Rip Torn. Who is one of my favorite actors of all time uh, is actually a voice for Hephaestus, uh, who is the who is the, uh, the 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 blacksmith basically in Hades. Uh, he's he's making all these little things. He's also the father of uh, Pandora, or Pandora's box, as it's been known as. Um, he's. Rip Torn is the voice of that. Um the game is a buy if you own a PS three, straight up. Um even if you don't want to play the uh the sex minigame, uh, which I know Josh Petra is waiting to hear about this. Um, you get to have a minigame which has been in all the games so far. It's a sex mini game with uh with Aphrodite, the goddess of lust and love. I I have to say that this one caught me off guard the most because in all the other games it's been like you the camera pans off of you and goes to a table or something. Um When you walk into Aphrodite's chambers she's in bed with two other women. I'm, I was just like okay, this is a little different. And Aphrodite kicks him out of the bed and says Kratos uh Give me a God to love on today and all this. I don't want to touch my husband, all these other people I haven't been able to find. You've seen seen the bridges outside. They're destroyed. Give me someone. And you had the choice to say yes or no. Well, what kind of guy would I be if I said no? So I, of course, clicked yes.
2: Obviously not a family guy like Kratos is supposed to be. What about yeah, his wife Kratos and kids? Did he forget about them when he was out slaying gods and laying Aphrodite?
5: Uh yeah, they're dead. But uh
2: <laughs> Well that doesn't mean anything. What, the memory of them is not sacred enough?
5: I'll get to that in a second, JJ. Calm down. Um but That's
2: right, Kratos. Of... Lay a fucking on the whore. <laughs> lay it down, Kratos.
5: Oh, uh, it's it's just one of those things. But um, the camera pans to the two women that Aphrodite kicked out of bed. They're both topless. I mean, you're you're sitting there looking at two topless women while trying to click a button. uh, While you're trying to click, and I'm like, I can't click. I'm just looking at these two women. And I'm just, I was like, okay, I got to focus click the buttons and the women start talking about like, oh, look at that power. Oh, look at that move. And they're just talking about that. Well, every time is like a small in- inter- interval um you've got to go to the next set of buttons and Josh Beecher says the best. This segment needs to be followed by some internet Dave heavy breathing. Oh.
2: Yeah, no, not tonight.
5: <laughs> um okay, sorry. Um the every interval well the ending segment actually has one one girl turning to the other pushes her down and says we're going to have some fun right now and you just see the other girl fall on top of the other girl and they start making out and i'm just like okay seriously can't be doing this and as soon as as soon as you're done she was like you can follow this portal to go through or you can stay with me a little bit longer and it gives you the choice again. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? Well, for good reviewing, I had to stay and play it again, of course. But uh, after that, I went on with the game. <laughs> um, the game is basically you're trying to kill Zeus the entire time. You end up with all these fights with these other deities trying to get through. Then you've got sex with Aphrodite. Um now watch now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, um the ending boss battle is one of the greatest boss battles I have ever played in my life. And I have to say that if God of War doesn't get game of the year this year, I will be heavily surprised. Because it is definitely one of those games even though it's a PS3 exclusive, it's one of those games that has is synonymous with the PlayStation. I have extremely enjoyed the entire series, and apparently in Europe, Krelly, they're going to be releasing the entire trilogy on the PS3 in one package within uh, the next few months. So you should play it, dude. Seriously, it's definitely worth the money.
2: So, would you say this is a rental or a definite buy?
5: If you don't buy this, I will show up at your house and put a gun to your head until you actually buy it.
2: I'll tell you what. If you want to buy me a PS3, I'll go out and buy it today. <laughs> How's that for you there, Sean?
5: Go steal your, go steal a PS3 and then buy it. Yeah, I don't think so. This, you fight Zeus three times, I will say it. You fight Zeus three times and all three times. It is one of the best things ever. But you need to, when you get done playing the game, once you watch the ending, the ending cutscene, you need to wait until after the credits. There's a little piece after the credits that makes you look like, what? What happened? How did that happen? Because they were supposed to. I, I, actually, you know what? I'm not even going any farther. I'm not going to go any further. If you want to know the spoiler to it, you're going to have to go online and read the spoiler. But watch after the credits because it is definitely worth it to see what happens.
2: Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. No spoilers on my fucking show. <laughs> I have to raise my pimp hand, motherfucker. So yeah, it sounds like it's a pretty cool game. Uh, it's too bad I don't have a uh, PS3 to check it out, but maybe someday.
5: Um, And straight up, I don't I know I said this before but it's it's the third month in the year This is this is only like the like the ninth biggest game coming out this year I mean seriously we've got we've got the entire year to go out Mass Effect 2 was what I said This is I mean this is going to be a great year for gaming I cannot wait
2: no, it should be interesting. So, with that said, I think we're actually going to open up the phone lines. I know I've got people that have just been wanting to call in all night. So uh, I'm gonna. You are done with the review, correct?
5: Yeah, but I was hoping you'd announce the matches for WrestleMania.
2: Oh yeah, if I can remember off the top of my head, <laughs> uh, the the E is actually out right now. If you go to the uh, to the uh, YouTube page. It uh, it should be there. I put everything out today. I recorded everything and got it uploaded today, so it's it's all there. As I recall, I hate to do spoiler alerts on people who haven't seen it, but I mean, I guess they I should have seen it by now. Well, they, maybe they didn't know about it. <laughs> I mean, you, you have know.
5: twenty seconds to go watch every single video of this month.
2: Yeah, that's not going to happen. But we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Unplugged. Uh, who is this?
5: Hey
7: guys, this is Trade at Service How are things? That's ah, pretty good. It's pretty up, good. Man?
2: Apparently, I was just fixing to uh, list some of the matches that are going to happen at Mania, and I guess it's, I guess it's a good thing that you called in because you're actually involved in one of those matches at uh, at WrestleMania this year.
7: I know. I just uh, finished watching the the broadcast, and apparently, I'm in Money in the Bank.
2: That's right. You're in Money in the Bank along with. Yeah. Uh, as I recall, the Canadian Horseman, Santo Loco, One Man X, actually qualified for Money in the Bank, believe it or not, uh, Vetley Torgerson, and who else am I missing? There's six, and I can't think of the last person.
5: Don't ask me. I haven't seen it yet.
2: Oh, we'll see. There you go.
5: <laughs> Give it away,
2: spoilers. Like I said, uh, so it, it's going to be interesting. We've also got a triple threat intercontinental title match. The winner of the match will be the first intercontinental champion uh, between, believe it or not, Krelly.
5: Mm. <laughs> Crelly. God help us. Uh,
2: Sean is involved in it as well.
5: Hey, there you go.
2: And uh, so is the Hef. So one of you three is going to be the intercontinental champion.
5: I'm Amazing. I'm thinking me.
2: Uh, you can think all you want. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania.
5: Yeah, I think when we did the first incarnation of the EFED, the Hef was the first Intercontinental Champion. And he did pretty good. So I definitely got to say, going against the Hef, I definitely think I have a strong non-chance of winning.
2: (laughs) Well, and that was one of the reasons that I had to put the Hef in. You know, he was the Intercontinental Champion. He never lost that title. But we did, you know, change... Some things, you know, the whole EFED changed drastically. Yeah. Uh, so I had to put him back in that. Uh, we've got a Fatal 4-Way, which is going to be an Extreme Rules match. Uh, I do believe it's Mace, Grash, uh, Sean Waltman. And who the hell is the other person that I have in that match? See, like I said, I, I did all this stuff, and I don't have everything written out in front of me as to what I did. CJ, you're going to be at WrestleMania, I promise you. I just, everybody who's not in the matches that I've listed, I'm putting together like a Battle Royal or maybe even a couple of other matches. So you're going to be on the card. Everybody that is a part of the EFED will have some placement on the card. Um, I know we've got Kyle Corvon taking on uh, Don Juan, which should be an interesting matchup. Uh, we've also gotten tag team action, the finals for the, uh, tag team championship. It's going to be the Board of Education members, uh, the Power Andy Knowles and Mr. V, taking on the North American Exchange, the team of Flair 16 Time and Shin Sensei. So one of those teams is going to walk out the new tag team champions at WrestleMania. We've also got another tag match uh, on the horizon as well, uh, the IRA taking on the Loose Cannons, which consists of Zach Clark and uh, Pillman 9mm, so... And it seems like Wait. I had some other matches, too. So,
5: Wait, Clark is actually involved in this? Oh. Seriously?
2: He actually is, because he was part of a tag team when I started stuff up.
5: Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Huh. So. We'll have to get him over here just to make sure that he's still involved.
2: Well, <laughs> you know, a lot's going to change after Mania. Some people may drop off. Some people, uh, you know, might stick around. Some people might not. It's just, you know, with what I had to work with, that's what I pretty much put up.
5: Oh okay, Teddy. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, man. This just came okay, to no. mind all of a sudden. Um, to David Stevens, I know you're not listening anymore, David. But seriously, you are never allowed to say, "Come play with me for a 2nd You are never allowed to say that ever again.
7: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty creepy. All right, I
4: <sighs> <laughs> was okay. interesting, hey, brother.
7: I'm sorry. No, man, it's okay. Um, this one say, JJ, that was a great card you put together there. You know, like. I just, I just watched it there, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I'll just kind of listen, you know, to all the matches again. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to see how it comes together now. But if I can just say one or two quick words about about my match at the at the WrestleMania, if that's okay? Yeah, go ahead. You have the floor. Okay. Um, you know, after the Royal Rumble, you know, when I made my proper debut in uh showdown championship wrestling, you know, I didn't get the job done. It just wasn't mine. I, and I had to look on, and the straight-up service there taught to himself, he's like, okay, well... I have to make an example. and How can I make the impact that I need to do? And money in the bank is my opportunity. I've spent the months since the Royal Rumble going from Dojang to Dojang throughout Ireland, you know, honing my skills. Everyone in that match is just a simple three letters away from being knocked out. The G, C, D. They go straight to sleep, and all I have to do is climb the ladder and get what's rightfully mine a shot at the world championship.
2: And with six men involved in that, your chances are better than a 10 man. So trust me.
7: <laughs> yeah. And I ha- and you know, me being Straight Edge, I have the f- the clarity of mind and the ability to walk away out of WrestleMania, Mr. Money in the Bank, Mr. Straight Edge, money in the bank. <laughs> And
2: actually, speaking of that, too, I I forgot to mention what the main event's going to be. As most of you have seen the EFED uh, showdown Saturday night broadcast that I just put up today, uh, we'll know that Trey and JSK kind of had some interference by uh, the champion, Psycho Siciliano. I was going to name maybe a battle royale. Uh, and have the winner of that face Mike later on in the night at WrestleMania. But due to the interference that he uh, he basically caused those guys their shots at the title and allowed Andy and V to advance, I have decided to uh, book a triple threat match. So Mike Siciliano's got some major problems. Uh, he's going <laughs> to have to take on Trey and JSK uh, in a triple threat match at WrestleMania. And I don't like his chances.
5: I have to say that I'm kind of kind of worried for Mike I I can see him losing the title and that's definitely going to cause a uh, a rift for him so good luck Mike that's all I can say to you brother
7: you know Mike has been a great champion but uh you know we have to see how it goes you know going against the tag team is never going to be good you know if uh, JSK and you know the trade dog can work together you know we might just, you know, see a new champion.
2: Well, and that's the other dynamic, too. Not, I mean, this could be a blessing for Mike. This could be a curse for Mike. Because if they work together on the same page uh, and be the team that we know that they are, then the chances of them taking Mike Siciliano out of this match are good. But the problem is Trey and JSK are both guys that want to be the champion. And it's going to break down at some point. So regardless of, of you know, what we think is going to happen, uh, this main event for WrestleMania is going to be interesting.
7: Oh, without doubt, without a doubt, it's going to be a int- very interesting card, JJ. It's you know, I'm really look forward to see how it comes together. As I said before,
5: yeah, this is uh, definitely I'm thoroughly waiting to enjoy this. Definitely. So,
2: anything else on your mind that you wanted to to bring up, Dara?
7: Yeah, I just wanted to get in. And, you know, Sean, you've talked a, a fair bit there about God of War, and I just want to say, man, you know. What a great review, and I'm really, really, like, impressed with your knowledge of Greek mythology, you know, because in college I actually study, like, Greek and Roman stuff. so, you know, it's just like, well, fair play to you, but uh, I'm actually halfway through the game now, and it's just, it's unreal. Anyone who hasn't got this game, seriously, just play it. it. It's unreal, like, you won't play anything, you know, similar to it, you know, that's around today. So just pick it up, and, you know, you'll see for yourself. Anyway, uh, thanks for having me.
5: Go on, go ahead, Dom. Um, Actually, uh, the fact that I know a lot about the Greek mythology is the fact that my father showed me the original Clash of the Titans um, a lot, like when I was three years old, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. So it was one of those things that I was just like, you know what, this was really awesome, and Dad got me started in the Greek mythology. i got to say, he didn't mean to. Um, he didn't want me to know about all this, but I thoroughly enjoyed Clash of the Titans, the original. And I plan, I mean, I've actually told my father several times, you need to plan um, to go see that movie, the new remake of it, when it comes out, because I have Spring Break that week. So we're going to go see this movie, whether you like it or not.
7: Oh, that movie's going to be amazing. And it's coming out in 3D as well, which is even going to be better. I just can't wait for that. Like, you know, God of War is why I bought a PS3, and, you know, this is why I'm going to go back to go see movies, you know what I mean? Because. Nothing's really come out since Avatar, you know? So, this movie's just going to be blow everything away.
5: Well, since you mentioned Avatar, I might as well go ahead and say it. Avatar will be coming out on DVD on April the 22nd, 2010. Next month, the 22nd, Avatar will be coming out on yep, DVD.
2: But it sucks because it won't be in 3D.
5: Uh, they are releasing a 3D version, I believe.
2: Hmm. I hope so. I mean... It- well, right now I don't have a three D television, so I guess I'd have to shell out lots of money for that. But uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Avatar uh, when I went and saw it in the theaters. I thought it was a, a great flick, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Clash of the Titans. I too was a was a big fan uh, of the original with Harry Hamlin, and you know my dad took me to that when I was younger, so uh, I can relate to that story.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly I'm thoroughly what- Excited to
7: go see it. Well, I, I can't wait to see it. Like the original was brilliant, and I picked it up on DVD there about three months ago, and I just watched it again. And yeah, as JJ you were saying last week, the special effects are a bit cheesy, but hey, you know they're still great. Like when you watch them, just nostalgia. You well, know, you know, it's
2: still pretty good for for the time. I mean, those were cutting-edge special effects, you know?
7: Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, just, you know, to modern eyes, I suppose, it changes everything, you know? Well, to people I of this generation
2: would, would be, like, you know, going back and watching that, and they're like, wow, that looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's like watching the original Star Wars without the special edition compared to something now, and it's like, how did people watch movies back then? You know, it, it, I get that a lot from my kids, like, God, that looks like shit. Not that my kids say it looks like shit, but they say it looks bad, right? Let me preface that, because I don't put up with that crap in my house.
5: Damn straight.
7: (laughs) Daddy
2: has to raise that pimp hand and put them little bitches in line. Oh, yeah.
5: I can't believe I just turned my mic off halfway through what I was saying. That's awesome. It was, because I was sitting here, and I was like... All of a sudden, I just clicked the, the, the mute button for myself, and I'm like, okay... Why is he talking when I'm talking? Oh, wait. I'm on mute. Crap.
2: <laughs> that could be it. So, uh, so Derry, is there anything else you want to talk about, buddy?
7: No, man, that, that's about it. I just you know, kind of covered everything there. So, uh, cheers for having me on again, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh,
5: you're welcome anytime, man. It's always good to hear no from problem. you. No problem. And when you Definitely. finish God of War 3, I expect you to come back to me and tell me that you watched after the credits.
7: Oh, I will do something. No up,
5: Because if you didn't... I'll. I'm gonna start cursing you out. Okay. <laughs>
7: no problem, dude. No, I'm not gonna miss it. Not gonna miss it. I'm well, enjoying every moment of that game. It's just, it's unreal. Wh- when did oh,
2: this? Yeah. Be- when did this become like, you know, uh, P Diddy's voter die campaign, Sean? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, man?
5: I will smack you like the little bitch you are. Now get me right.
2: Wow. All right, Darrell, thanks for calling in, buddy. <laughs>
5: Cheers, guys.
2: We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Wow, what the fuck is with you tonight, Sean?
5: I'm in a good mood. I'm I'm sleepy, but I'm in a good mood. Holy Sorry. fuck.
2: So the phone lines are open again, guys, if you want to call us. Uh, of course, add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype account, or you can reach me at 501-588-7957. Yes, it's memorized. I bought the fucking number. Thank God I didn't stumble this time, right?
5: Yeah. At least I didn't have to come behind you and like, oh, JJ, you're wrong. It's this number.
2: Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> that never happened, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you trying to say here, buddy?
5: <laughs> I'm, I'm still surprised. I was reading your Facebook uh, status today on the Bret Hart documentary you were watching, and I'm very happy to say that I saw you type, yes, dear, to Harmony as she asked if you DVR'd it. Look, that let was me a be, great let, moment.
2: Let me be honest with you, okay? I haven't seen my wife in a week. So, don't even. <laughs> don't even. Yes, yes I say dear. yes, dear, because she wanted me to tape something for her. You're killing me, Sean. You're killing me. Once you get She's married so and know what back. it's like to be in a relationship with somebody like that, trust me, you will understand.
5: I'm... Um, Pretty sure I'll be there very soon.
2: So, well, uh, with that said, we actually do have a new caller on the line. Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this?
8: Hey guys, this would be the Australian resident Nemesis.
2: Hey, what's going on, Nemesis?
8: Uh, not too bad, mate. Uh, Sean, I've got a quick question for you, mate, and it's actually it's actually uh, like a three part question, believe it or not. But um, here in that. Australia, thanks, mate. Here in Australia, our Gaming and console prices are through the roof. I believe just to just to have an example, how much is a brand new PlayStation Three o- over there?
5: Um, I think the PS3 right now is I think it's two ninety nine. I'm not sure. It may be three ninety nine. I could be wrong. Um, but I'm I'm thinking two ninety nine off the top of my head.
8: Okay, uh, just just to give you an, an example, of this, I'm on uh, the Australian EB Games site. Not sure if you got EB Games over there, but in, anyway, um, a pre-owned forty gigabyte PlayStation 3 console. It's pre-owned forty gigabyte PlayStation 3 console. Three hundred and sixty-one Australian dollars.
5: Wow. I got one question, dude. I've how much is milk over there? By the way, how much is milk?
8: Oh god! What uh, uh, well, have it in Liters? So, <laughs> <they're> t- <laughs> <But> to- <laughs> I'm, I'm screwed. Uh, t- I'm with you. Um, okay, two liters is about uh, the cheapest I can see is about two twenty. So it's about so it's about a so dollar ten a liter.
5: Okay, well I've I can understand the price. Um, if if you ever look at Hawaii's prices, dude, like. Milk is like seven dollars for two oh,
8: gallons.
2: Shit. Okay, okay, that's <laughs> well. Let's <laughs> see. It, it's about five bucks for me here in Canada for for a two liter. Uh, but here's here's where the the real changes come. I I remember back in the day when I lived in Oklahoma back in two thousand six before I uh, got married and moved to Canada. I remember the good old days when I used to go to McDonald's or you know Taco Bell or or any fast food restaurant to get something to eat. Back in the day when I would get a combo meal for about five bucks, uh, when really I'm buying the same thing here in Canada, and it's costing me $10. Oh. I mean, you make more money here, but everything is so damn expensive. Uh, I pay literally to rent the house that I'm in, and it's a nice like half a million dollar home. I'm paying $1,700 a month to rent this place. Insane. The price of living here is crazy.
8: Wow, like I, 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 my place that I'm renting at the moment, I'm bleeding at my ass for, but it's like uh, three hundred and twenty-five for a three-bedroom duplex townhouse.
2: Well, I see. Before I moved here, I was in Oklahoma and I was in a gated apartment community with a golf course, and I was literally paying. I had a roommate. And we split everything down the middle. My rent was about three sixty, three seventy five, and like I said, that's for a gated community with a golf course.
8: Nice. Wow. Uh, the uh, the uh, the bad thing with me is that my sister's a med student. She gets about a third of what I get, so I'm the one having to pay all the rent, all the bills. uh well, well, she's the one that's better off than me, I guess. Um, but um, but just making an, uh, um another example. God of War Three. This is actually the collector's edition of God of War Three. Here is one hundred and eighteen dollars, but that's over the net. It's actually more to go to the store and grab it. It's about one hundred and thirty, I think, at the store. Yeah, it's like, I can uh, uh, obviously Hawaii's prices are probably quite similar to ours, but it's, I'm it's not, like, <laughs> yeah,
5: I'm not, I'm not in Hawaii, so don't worry about that. Yeah, we're a little
3: I further just...
8: though. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm in North Carolina. I'm enjoying my Marine Corps tax-free money. So, our tax-free <laughs> tax-free buying stuff. So, yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying that. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
8: Yeah, you know, and, uh, you're right. I, I think it's. Oh, that's why my bloody computer's getting going slow. Um, no, um, uh, it's like uh, it's so mind-numbing the way that uh, I I could go over to America with exactly the same amount of money that I have. Now buying games, and buy uh, it's like I will use the money that I have here to buy one game. i will go over there and buy six games for exactly the same amount. So it's uh, or or I could buy a console and two games for buying a pre-owned console here. It's it's insane. Um, next point C- I want to make.
5: Hold, hold on, one second. To CJ Bowman, most of the games in Australia are censored. I have. Um, that's the part that sucks. I I couldn't live there, yeah. um, and I feel really bad for y'all. So, but yeah, I, I believe God of War. <laughs> I believe God of War is uh, is very heavily censored. So yeah,
8: it's it's uh, it's it's only just scraped into the MA fifteen range for us. Only just. Uh, yeah, we haven't got an we haven't got an R rating here in Australia, and it's killing most of us <laughs> yeah um just the next point i want to make um if Shawn michaels and undertaker get to a draw i will very happily uh film it so it's on youtube i will verily ha- i will very happily cook and sit down to a beautiful roast dinner of boiled radiators
2: <laughs> lovely David Stevens is so wrong on that call. There's no fucking way that it's going to be a draw and they're going to set up for a rematch next year. No Sorry, fucking way. way. No way.
8: Yeah, it's like it's, it's I think it's like I said before as well um uh, I don't care who wins. I honest to god, they've built it up too much. They've made me completely resent the streak, but Undertaker can't lose.
2: I would agree. He, he, I mean, he should not lose. That is his legacy. To take that from him is just a bad idea. But, you know, who knows? Shawn Michaels is not the guy to take that streak. If they decide to give it to somebody, it should be a guy like Sheamus or a new superstar, uh, you know, just coming into the company that's going to make a huge impact. Because what bigger impact would a guy have than to take the Undertaker's streak from him? I mean, exactly. bar none, that's that's it. You do it, you're a made man.
8: Yeah, ex- Exactly. I, uh, I, uh, when I first thought of Lesnar coming in, I thought, "Oh God, there's the streak." That's that's what I thought when I saw Lesnar come in. Now that uh, you got Brian Danielson, Ted DiBiase, you've got all those kind of guys in there that are they aren't made yet. To be honest, I still don't think Ted DiBiase is made yet. But he's he still he he still should be big by now. He should he should be big like Seamus... Fluke or not, whatever it is, he's done that. He's been there now.
5: Just I still see. I don't see a new person ending the streak. I mean, it's just me. I see a veteran ending the streak. If they, if Shawn Michaels does not end it this year, I see a veteran. uh because like I said before, um, I don't know if I said it on here. I may have said it on something else. Um, Undertaker wanted Kane to end his streak several years ago. Uh Kane said no. Undertaker said please. Uh, please end my streak. And Kane said no. Uh, Vince said, well, at some point, if you change your mind, we'll do it. Well, it never came to point. So uh, Kane never ended Undertaker's streak. So I, I still see a veteran ending the Undertaker streak if Shawn Michaels does not end it this year.
2: Yeah, but that makes no sense. If you have a veteran end it then, I mean, what do they gain? Say Triple H ends it. Say John Cena ends it. Both of those guys are made. They don't need that streak. They don't need that rub. But a guy like, say, Sheamus or... And I use Sheamus as an example because he's the one that stands out above this current crop of of guys in this next generation of wrestlers. He's got a unique look, and a lot of people aren't high on him, but he's worked his ass off to get where he is, and despite the fact that a lot of people think just because he's a running buddy of Triple H, he doesn't deserve to be in that spot. I'm here to tell you that everything I've seen from Sheamus, uh, I think the guy has improved tremendously. And I think he's he's deserving of the spot he's in. And I think Triple H is going to put him over at Mania. And that's going to make him. And he's going to be the, the heel on the Raw brand, or even the SmackDown brand, after the draft. I think that regardless of what happens at Mania between Sheamus and Triple H... Sheamus is going to sit pretty, whether he loses or he gets put over by Triple H. Um, but a guy like Sheamus could could definitely, uh, you know, bank his the rest of his career on the fact that he just beat the Undertaker at a WrestleMania. I mean, I actually agree. You yeah. are completely made when you beat the Undertaker.
8: The only thing that I've got from you saying that, um, like they, like that they would take away. Part of the, uh, um, no, hang on, I just lost, just lost, just lost my train of thought for a second. But I was just thinking, they've already taken, well, technically, there was they said they are going to take away Survivor Series, which is the Undertaker's pay per view in in a in a certain way. Uh, with all of these gimmick pay per view changes, it's made me less and less want to buy the pay per view. In fact, me and M- 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 mates actually have actually. Very jokingly said that um, WrestleMania 27 would be renamed um, WWE Presents One Fall because that's exactly what it is. It's the only non-gimmick pay-per-view that they have, except for except for SummerSlam. And if you ta- if, if if you t- if you re- if you retire Taker, I be- I I think well, well, even I even I predicted as um, as Sean said that. Kane should be the one to end the streak. I I still believe it should be, because Kane, obviously the whole brother thing, and, well, if they do that, it'd basically end their, well, if he does it next year, 14-year feud.
5: I still want it's, a Hell in a Cell. Kane versus Undertaker match. I want that, but I know I'm not going to get it, so, oh well.
2: I don't know, I... Yeah. I, I I'm just not one of these guys that's big on seeing The Undertaker face the same guy. I mean, we've seen him face Kane twice already at WrestleManias. Now we're seeing him face Shawn Michaels at two different WrestleManias. I'm not a big fan of that. The streak should be about building that streak. you know. So when he's talking about, oh, I've beaten 17 other men, or I've beaten 18 other men, well, you haven't <laughs> in reality. You've beaten the same guy twice.
5: Well, he didn't even beat Giant Gonzalez either. It was a DQ.
2: Well, but he still won the match.
5: (laughs) But he didn't destroy him.
2: No, but he didn't have to. The fact is, he still won. But I see where you're going with that. You're right. Yeah. Because they conveniently forget about that stuff. And back then, they weren't really concerned about Undertaker having this huge streak. Yeah. It isn't what it is now.
8: I'm sorry for interrupting there. The only repeat match that I really like... You know how you say like you hate seeing the same people... Uh, take on the only re- the only repeat match that I really like seeing at WrestleMania was obviously the Triple Threat uh, ladder tag team match and TLC 2 but I, I I know that that didn't involve the the Undertaker. But you know if I could see one match again, it would be something with those with those three teams. Not Out of the, the Undertaker's Undertaker.
5: WrestleMania streak, the only match that if I had to go back and rewatch it many times it would be the rematch between Kane and Undertaker at WrestleMania 20 when all of a sudden you first hear over the speaker, oh, yes, by Paul <laughs> Baron. I mean, yeah. as soon as I heard that, I stood up in my chair and I was like, no, they brought back Paul Bearer. And, and you see the monk standing out there and I'm just like, and you see Paul Bearer walk out and point towards the ring. And I'm like, oh, crap, no way. They're, they're not doing this. And I was just like, I was crying in epicness tears. I was just like, this is awesome. That oh, was my. Oh, yes!
1: Oh, yes!
5: <laughs> oh, man. I, it, it just, that just hit me so hard because I love that one moment. I've always loved Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle has been one of the best managers out there. And. I, I I wish they brought him back. I hope they bring him back very soon. I hope he gets into the um the Hall of Fame next year. Maybe instead of doing all WCW, have Undertaker and Paul Bearer get inducted.
8: Agreed. No, I I, I would like to pick up one thing on that. If you remember, uh if my memory serves me correctly, the seventh of February, year two thousand, it was The Rock, Cactus Jack, and too cool against DX and, oh crap, I can't remember the whole match, but um, it, uh, the lights went out, because I think um, St- I think Stephanie was on commentary for the match or something, and she was looking over, as soon as the lights went out, she was like, did you set this up, or something like that, and then Paul Bearer came out. And everyone started going nuts, and then Kane's music hits, Kane comes out and levels everyone. So I, it's like, the, like, but the one moment that stands out for me in that is obviously Paul Bearer coming out. No music, just Paul Bearer walking out, crowd going nuts, before Kane's music hits. Everyone just knows Paul is there, shit's going to fly, and it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm... Um... Just I'm just
2: one thing before you, you break in. I'm reading the chat room, and CJ says that they should name a pay-per-view after a wrestler's finisher. Well, they actually did that
1: <laughs> one
2: time back in 1997 uh, after The Rock had won, or was it 98? Mm-hmm. It was 98. After The Rock won his first WWF championship at the... Uh, You know, at the behest of the corporation, they screwed Mankind over at the 98 Survivor Series. The next pay-per-view in December was actually called Rock Bottom. So there you go. In
5: Your House, Rock Bottom, yeah. Yep.
1: (laughs) Oh, my.
2: (laughs) And and, and, and let's not forget they had the pay-per-view DX, too, in 97.
5: um, As long as they don't bring back the In Your House gimmick, I'm fine. Oh,
2: dude, I love the In Your House gimmick.
5: It was just not the fact they kept changing the names of it I was just kinda like, Are you serious? Can you not come up with something else?
2: No, I, I love the set though. I love the, the little house awesome. and shit, you know, where like Sean would come jumping off the roof and shit and you know, there was all kinds of cool shit they had with the in your house stuff.
5: I am just the only I'm, thing I'm, that I wanted was to see like mankind come running off the roof of the house, elbow dropping somebody. I never saw that.
2: And you know, maybe WrestleMania next year will have a new name. Maybe it'll be called uh you know, for just fifty nine
8: ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I think this is where I think this is where the WWE has done something, or uh, basically better than TNA in a in in a certain way by. Um, no, actually I've. I've, I've I've actually said that wrong. Where TNA has done something better than the WWE because they already had all their pay per views. Obviously, they had the gimmick pay per views like Lockdown and Destination X and all and all, and all that. But the thing is, it was uh, at that time it was innovative. He got Lockdown every single match is a cage match. With Destination X obviously you had the Ultimate X and um, to be honest, my TNA history isn't isn't actually that good. Scaffold match. Thank you. Um, but um, TNA did that right, and it was perfect the way that the, uh, the way they did it. Um, Went and also I actually first watched uh, the TNA debut on Spike TV a couple of couple of weeks ago. Yeah, this is how bad I am with, with uh, TNA trivia. But um, it, they did almost everything right did almost everything right then, and it was perfect um, of how they've debuted. WWE, all they have to do is bring on Stone Cold crowd pops. Uh, but it, when the WWE changed their uh, to or, or changed their pay-per-views to gimmick pay-per-views, I don't understand why they had to get rid of Unforgiven. don't understand why they had to get rid of No Mercy. They're Fed up with Survivor Series because their pay per view buy rate is going through the floor. I wonder why you brought out the most shit house Survivor Series card ever, and they got rid of Arm um, um, Armageddon, and then they changed No Way Out. Wow, big surprise there! But just from those five, backlash. Don't forget backlash. Oh, and and oh, and and they've got rid of um, Judgment Day as well. They've just pushed uh, they've pushed everything up. So there's Did they change
5: seven. vengeance?
8: To vengeance change? Night of uh night of champions. Now it's after SummerSlam.
5: Yeah.
8: As well. So yeah, there's eight changes. I'm not sure if the Bash is still in there. There's nine. So it's from these nine changes. The only pay-per-views that I want to buy is WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. I don't. I don't. Want, I don't want to see the rest. And. Why uh, uh, apart from the copyright uh infringement notices i guess that they want that they just wanna keep on themselves um why the hell did they bother doing it yeah honestly I, I don't honestly know. it racked racked my head when when I first saw breaking point, although breaking point was actually a, a, a good idea. At the time. But you don't need TLC. You don't need Elimination Chamber. Because No Way Out kind of speaks for itself. So it's... It's bullshit, really.
2: No, I would agree. Uh, You know, bottom line, I'm not really sure what is going on with... uh, With the creative process in the WWE. I don't know why they feel the need to... uh, to change successful pay-per-view names that they've had around for years and go with some stupid gimmick name. You know, we've got Money in the Bank with ten people right now at WrestleMania on Sunday. And then in a couple of months, we've got the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which, I don't know, we're milking, uh, we're beating a dead horse here. I, I don't understand, you know, what's going on in that company. You know, half the McMahon clan is gone. It's just Vince and Stephanie and Triple H. And I think Vince has lost his ever-loving goddamn mind. I, I just I don't even know what to say about Vince anymore. I just The man is hit and miss. One minute he's a genius, the next minute, you know, for every one person he's made, there's 20 people out there that, that he destroyed careers on. So, I don't know. The business, I'm hoping, improves. I'm loving this Monday Night War. Even though TNA's not beating them in the ratings, TNA is actually producing some pretty good shows lately, so that's just the way it goes.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I, I
2: need to tell my people in uh, my mods to just start like banning people and kicking people out of my chat room. Yeah, I'm just
8: reading all this stuff. This, this is, is starting to piss me off. Yes, it is. <laughs> I can't kick uh, anyone without
5: reason. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Oh, Damn. Somebody beat me. Oh, yeah. Crowley beat me. Damn.
2: That's all right. Oh, damn it. His pimp hand was strong. But you know what, guys? I think I think that's going to do it for tonight. We we've, we've had an extra long show. We're running about 2 hours and 20 minutes, so
8: uh, that that 45 minutes has been me just ranting on crap. <laughs>
2: oh, no. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Oh, no, you're fine, man. Uh as always, man, I I enjoy your calls. So it's it's always good, man. And I'm glad that you actually found us. I mean, you're you're pretty new to the network, so welcome aboard.
8: Yeah, um uh, i'm sorry to cut you off again but it's it's been kind of hard to actually find people who are that or, or who are this uh I believe what is passionate about about how about how they feel and they and they want to get their point uh, their point across and I'm I'm just uh, absolutely thrilled and it's been an absolute pleasure to call in and uh talk to you guys well we
2: we enjoy having you on and uh uh, you're probably not familiar with my show that I do on Sunday nights, but uh, I do a show every pay per view Sunday where we cover the pay per views live. So I'm actually giving up to the minute updates on what's happening, and we're you know just it's like a whole bunch of friends sitting here together, you know, talking about a movie or a pay per view together. It's, it's it's a pretty cool concept. We've been doing it for God, how many years have I been doing Sunday Night Showdown? Well, even without Sunday Night Showdown, I was doing Wrestle Talk Radio, and we did the same thing on pay per view nights. So got to be doing this since 2004.
5: And then uh Saturday night they've got Quick Picks every every Saturday night before the uh the pay-per-view itself. You got Quick Picks, which is always a great event cuz the guys sit there, choose their picks, and people call in and give their picks up, which is extremely cool.
8: Nice, I'll be I will basically worship this for uh for a <laughs> few more years now, but um it, it's it, it's um because I, I know I'm not allowed to plug anything at the moment. Because but um, I, I, I write up a wrestling article every week, and I've basically been I've 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 now been told with my wrestling article that I'm not allowed to edit myself. I'm not allowed to censor myself, and I'm not allowed to have uh, fake advertisements about stuff in it because apparently it could be real. So. Uh, I've, it, uh, it's basically going to take up 600 words of my 2,000 word article. I now have to fill in for stuff that I don't really need to get. So. Nice. Oh well. Uh, anyway, thank you very much. Once, once again, guys. I guess I'll let you guys finish up. All, All right, we'll, Nemesis. We'll talk to you soon, buddy.
5: You're more than welcome thanks to come thanks. back on anytime, dude. Once we're on here.
8: No problem, word. mate. I'll, I'll be thoroughly I'll, enjoy having people on here. I'll I'll always be on, mate. If if you guys are here, so am I. <laughs>
2: Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you soon.
8: See you guys. Oh, all right, Sean. It's it's been a hell of a show.
5: Yes, it has. It's been a good show. It's
2: you know it has been a good show. It this has been two nights in a row that I've uh, I've kind of gone over. Wrestling news live went three hours last night. We're going you know just about two hours and thirty minutes tonight. So,
5: uh, well, we usually go about two hours though. It was just the the extended Carnage crew that kind of pushed us over a little bit. Which I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed the Ted DiBiase interview. I will thoroughly say that.
2: You know, Ted's a good guy, and I'm glad they got him on. And, you know, a big coup for them, really, because this is the week that he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. Oh, yeah. Well, with that said, is there any final parting words you have for me?
5: Uh, the only thing i got to say is to Corelli and the Hef, prepare for destruction. That is all I have to say, because I will be walking out with that Intercontinental Championship. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, we will have to see. WrestleMania is just, uh, for us, is two weeks away, just about. Yep. So it's going to be interesting. But with that said, guys, we're getting the hell out of here. On behalf of uh, David Stevens, on behalf of Rick from Carnage Crew, behalf of the Nemesis, and, of course, Sensational Sean, I'm JJ Sexay, and I'm unplugging this motherfucker. We'll see you
5: later. Peace.
6: I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes, and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. And I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. You've got to live life, huh? Does that sound good? Great. Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye.